What's up, Videolanders? I'm your host, Brad Hawkins, and with me tonight is... Ryan Steele. Seth Fisher. Jeremy Clifford. Welcome to episode number 258, The Last Jedi Afterthoughts. Tonight, we'll be talking about the president of Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy, The Last Jedi Backlash, Star Wars Episode Nine, and afterwards, if we have time, a big if, we will share our top five headlines of the week and conclude with what we've been watching. Quick reminder... You can find us on adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Videoland. Seth, somewhere in a galaxy far, far away, we're known as CWA. What the fuck does that mean? It stands for Critics with Attitude. When we broadcast from the Dragon's Lair, which we are right now, there are, there's two rules, basically. There are spoilers all abound. They're everywhere. So if you haven't seen what we're talking about, you probably shouldn't be listening. You should probably go watch it and then listen to it. And then sometimes... Immature some, humor. Yeah, I was going to say, there's some locker room talk, if you will. Um, some Jabba Palace speak. Maybe. Yeah. Some Canto Biteness, if you will. <laughs> if they don't you seem will. like they cuss at Canto Bite. Oh, they do. They do, <laughs> they but, do. It's, but it's like Cockney British Exactly. Cussing. It's so like, this is just a bourgeois institute. I'm going to go roll my dice elsewhere. Here, let me put my coin in this droid. <laughs> it's like that. So that's us preparing you for this podcast. Now you know what it's we're about. It's as hard as it gets. That's a, yeah. The hard R. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. You can say that again. <laughs> so real quick, some announcements and some updates. Um, Operation Weatherproof, man. We got lights. What do you guys think? Looking good. It's all this mood lighting. You like this? Very big, pretty. big thanks to Richard Pope. He's the owner of Renovations Renovations by the Pope. Yeah. Yes. I always mess that up, and he always, he always calls me. He's, he's like... Dude, you said it wrong. But it's Renovations by the Pope. Check him out. He's by awesome. By the Pope? By the Pope. Yeah, because he wants to be known as the Pope. People see him like, you're the Pope. You're going to bless my house. You're going to, you know, install my new toilet. You wear a hat? Sacrilegious. You think he should? <laughs> I think he should, too. Yeah. But big he thanks. He should be Pope Sicola. Yeah, yeah, Pepsi Cola. <laughs> but without him, this project wouldn't have um, taken shape, taken form. So, a uh, big thanks to him, and also thanks to everyone that uh, that has donated. Uh, we couldn't do it without your help. So, if you haven't yet, uh, go to the website, find Operation Weatherproof, and press the PayPal link. Um, that's it. That's all you have to do. Pretty easy. Uh, we are currently on phase three, which is the drywall phase. So. Uh, I think uh, this is getting pretty ugly in here. We got lights, we got some insulation, but it's an eyesore. So let's raise the roof, let's put the ceiling up, and then after we do that, we're going to paint it with some chalkboard uh, paint, and uh, we're going to start writing our names and favorite movie quotes on that ceiling. So I'm pretty excited about like that. Like the Sistine so, Chapel. Like that, but a little bit grungier. Yeah. Um, so that's phase three. Uh, we are currently at zero dollars out of 300. Not so. anymore, you're not. Ooh, look at this dirty boy. Oh, uh, you're a good man. So we're at, uh, whatever that is, we're, we, we're up. We are up on <laughs> some cash. Um, I'm going to throw some in too. And can you put that in there for me, Mr. Seth? And uh, every every bit helps, man. That is money. That's, that's change, and it adds up. Seth's um, making it hail. I took all the change that we had, and uh, it was like 20 bucks. So change does add up. So if, you, if that's all you have, you know, give us some change. But uh, um, also, we also have our website and our audio platforms due in February. So every dime helps. Um, I'm hoping to have Operation Weatherproof completed by end of summer, if not sooner. Sooner. So, um, and I was expecting it to move this fast, guys. Like, we've only really been doing this good. since, since what? 
You were here last in November, is that right? Yeah, like what did early we have, November. What did we have done in November? Nothing. Nothing. That's <laughs> what I'm talking the same. about. <laughs> so a lot of generous people. So big thanks and much love. Um, some marathon and versus updates, guys. I want to get your predictions real quick, all right? A um, lot of content coming our way. Um, this weekend, we are doing a cage fight episode. Face off, The Rock, and Con Air. Place your bets, gentlemen. Who will win? I think The Rock is going to take it. It's uh, leading the poll right now. Yeah, I'd much rather see Con Air do it. I think it's a better movie, but uh, what are you going to do? As long as Face Off doesn't win, I'll be happy. Okay. What are you thinking? Who uh, Who's going to go home and fuck the prom queen? Sean Connery. There you go. Oh, Nicol- actually, Nicolas Cage is going to... Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> What's his name? Goodspeed? Stanley Goodspeed. 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 <laughs> fuck the prom queen. Are you with Stanley queen. Goodspeed, or are you going a different direction? It's kind of air for me. I mean, don't touch really? the money. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean I I think that poll wise, right? It's it's behind, but. Um, it's not all about the poll, right? Isn't like uh, half of Connie are good though? Yeah, it's not but about I've the poll heard. because we're gonna be doing an episode <laughs> yeah. on it. So this is just seeing what people um, thinks going to win. That and people episode. are wrong. Yeah, I know it, anything it, about it, people. This is interesting no. too. This is interesting. <laughs> I have some friends that are a part of another movie site. Uh, they have twenty thousand people in their in their group all right and uh, they saw me posting hey watching con air watching the rock uh, watching face off and so they put a poll on their site oh all right? cool you know who won you say face off like, face off oh, killed it really yeah and it's funny garbage, but like, ours you know uh, you look at ours right and and the rock is winning first round of the second so second, um second. i will i'm not gonna oh, say goodness. where i'm going but i'll tell you this guys i had so much fun Watching all three of those movies, this is like the first time I don't even care who wins. <laughs> I had a blast with this cage fight. So uh, so that's what's coming up uh, this weekend um, on Saturday. And then the second week of February, we're doing a martial arts marathon. Hero, Way of the Dragon, Kung Fu Hustle, Super Cop, and Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. So those are the highest... No Ong Bak? Well, so hold up. Those are the highest rated martial arts films of all time. Uh, so we're going to see if they earn that rating. According to uh, who, though? Uh, RT and IM- okay. IMDB. Okay? All right. So we're, that's the reason we're doing it, to see if they are right. Okay? So, um, but uh, I had a couple people say, like, why not, you know, Ong Bak? Why not Yin Wu Ping? Why not Shaw Brothers? Um, I'm going to try to actually put one of those together later on in the year. Sweet. Especially a Shaw Brothers, because I like doing some of these marathons and verses um, to fill my movie knowledge. And uh, I don't think I've watched that many Shaw Brothers movies. Sweet. Yeah, so I'm really excited for that. Any comments on that? I've not seen any of those movies. It's been a while for a lot of them. Uh, Way of the Dragon is actually higher rated than Enter the Dragon. Really? Yeah, so I'm actually curious to see how that uh, goes down. Um, And then February is Black History Month. Um, So with the release of Black Panther, we're doing a versus between two blaxploitation films, Shaft versus Dolomite. Jeremy is going to be a guest wingman that episode, so uh, keep your comments uh, to the side. What do you guys think is going to win that one? I am not a Dolomite fan, so uh-huh. I think Shaft is going to take it home. Okay. I've never seen either. And I think Shaft is, uh, maybe you need to watch those this weekend just for fun. You can surprise me like in a month from now. Brad, I watch Shaft Goes to Africa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited about that one. Yeah. Huh. Um, <laughs> And then March, April is Casablanca versus Citizen Kane, uh, leading up to the Oscars, or at least right after. So two of the most respected black and white films of all time. And they're both highly rated. What do you think is going to go home the winner on that Casablanca. One? Is it really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Horse in the Race? No? I haven't seen either. Casablanca. Casablanca? Okay. 
And I'm Seth. Um, I like movies. <laughs> <laughs> I like movies that happened after I was born. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, <laughs> real close to Oscars, we're doing a John Cazell marathon. You know who that is, Seth? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a Ghostbuster. <laughs> That'd be sweet. Oh. Of Why would I think that he was? I don't a know. Ghostbuster? Just a joke. Okay. All right. I don't but, know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Seth is dressed up as a Ghostbuster tonight. No. What you don't know. But John Cazell was a talented actor. I want A.V. to know his name. Um, he appeared in five films over a period of six years, all of which were nominated for Best Picture. The Godfather, The Conversation, The Godfather 2, Dog Day Afternoon, and Deer Hunter. So it might turn into a Godfather versus Godfather 2 episode but it's gonna be a fun marathon well deer hunter sucks and i'll tell you why because <laughs> it's a <laughs> because it beat out superman the movie for the oscar <laughs> ah. that year um and so it's on my shit list that's funny it's got some iconic scenes in it though it really does yeah i wasn't around when it won but <laughs> that was 1976 flying right? backwards i think so it's, yeah. Yeah. time <laughs> well deer hunter has the as long... iconic as lex luther putting kryptonite around superman's neck as iconic as yeah, better than Gene Hackman. Exactly. Gene Hackman. As iconic as, I've got you, Miss Lane. Got me? Who's got you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't know where it's going to go. <laughs> the world could not see your slow blink. <laughs> so, and then our last update is, don't forget, this Sunday at 6 p.m., we will find out if Clerks makes Pantheon status. Pantheon's back. We already got feuds going. In the in, uh, Brian, you you were uh, the first one in the first council setup, yeah. so you know how it gets. It gets pretty heated. They they think that we all agree in that room. That is super <laughs> not the case. I'm still salty about Breakfast Club, dude. It's, we it's, all. It's that's been, how I got it's involved. Been a year and I was so pissed about Breakfast. <laughs> it's been a year and a half since then. And I'm still a little angry about. <laughs> we it. had people leave over the. The crazy shit, too, dude. We've had people leave over Into the Dragon, The Professional, and Prince of Egypt. It's Prince like, I can Egypt. understand people getting pissed, like, pissed over, like, like Breakfast Club. I'm not a fan, but I get it. Yeah. I get it. And, uh, but yeah, people left over Prince of Egypt. Like, fuck you guys! Prince of Egypt is awesome. But uh, it's, a bit, it's a big deal for our site. We get a lot of attention. Uh, people who never vote or, you know, aren't even connected to AV, for some reason, they come out of nowhere when Pantheon comes up. There's a guy that's just like, hey, man, I, I try to keep up with you guys, but when um, when Pantheon comes up, it's like, I don't know what it is about it. Um, it's probably all the dog fights. <laughs> people pissed. Yeah, people get pissed. For the and, right reasons. Uh, so Sunday at 6 p.m., we will find out if Clerks makes Pantheon status. Um, so, Brian, real quick, should it make Pantheon status, the greatest movies of all time, and where do you think it's going to end up going? I I think it's not going to make it. Okay. Um, I would personally like it to because of, it, because of the place that it holds in my heart and also... I think it is an iconic, it, it, you know, the best of its genre, and its genre is the indie film. And when you think of the independent movies that made it, it's a groundbreaker. I mean, it's the it it really did start that. I mean, Kevin Smith, nobody knew who he was at all. The Viewskew Productions, nobody knew, and it became you know the indie movie scene was injected with this new life when suddenly there's this dude, this this comic book dork out of Jersey that nobody knew anything about and then bam now he's making these movies that have stan lee in them yeah you know like 
that's a that's a big deal, and I think yeah. that Clerks is that door opener. It's a lot like uh, I don't know, this other movie that we've got in there that that did really good, but by itself is not necessarily a pantheon. It's a, a Fright Night. I think oh, what what the uh, fuck? <laughs> but no, I mean, but, but I view uh, Fright Night in a similar vein. I mean, uh, like it's it is an iconic horror movie. It deserves its spot because of what it is. When compared and like being like, is it Oscar worthy? No, Clerks isn't either. But mm-hmm. I think it is pantheon worthy. Yeah, yeah, and uh, just to clear anything up for listeners, like, it doesn't have to be Oscar-worthy. I think there's a martial arts pantheon movie. I think there's a comedy, you know, uh, pantheon. I think mm-hmm. there's a superhero pantheon. So, um, <coughs> yeah. pantheon is very broad. Um, I view this as, like, as an independent pantheon. Okay. Like and uh, something interesting, you brought up Fright Night, so you you always pull my cord when you talk Fright Night. Uh, <laughs> did you know you know that uh, we had a, a comment that was posted talking about, uh, I think it was, like, 80s, 90s horror films? Did you see that? I think you commented on it. I probably did. You, you said 1985, right? Is that what it was? You're like, yeah. I wish that Nightmare on Elm Street 1 was on here, that, oh, that yeah. comment yeah. that went up, that, that post. Was that 84? I don't know what it was, but uh, it, was, it was it was interesting. Underneath that, that, underneath that, we've had like the last five or six people chime in saying Fright Night, Fright Night, Fright Night. I'm like, that's uh, awesome. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel good. Uh, so what do you think about this? Clerks making Pantheon? Should, so should when you, what do we always say? What What is Pantheon? Pantheon is House of the what? Best of the best, House of the Gods. Okay, so if God came down and said, hey, Seth, Let's watch a movie together. Mm-hmm. I'm not grabbing clerks. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Okay. It's my argument. And so yes. <laughs> <laughs> For me, uh, I think it's going to make it. It's not a film that connected with me personally, so I wouldn't have voted for it. But I know a couple people on the council um, who um, who really, really love this movie. And so there's, there's a couple yes votes. I think that the poll will vote yes. So there's another vote. The poll um, right now is almost at 80 yeses. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a pretty overwhelmingly swing. Yeah. yeah, so so I think from where it's looking right now, from what, what I know... So it's got and, the poll the vote. Going, yeah, I think it only needs a, a couple more, and I, I think it'll get it. Okay. And don't get me wrong. I think it was, like, the film of a generation. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that it really does kind of capture, you know, the, the essence of that generation. But I still wouldn't want to watch it with God. Okay. Yep. What about with Zeus? No. <laughs> I don't want Artemis? Artemis? No. no. Just shooting out gods while we got it. <laughs> better to say, no. Black Lightning? <laughs> Black Lightning's on the gods. I don't know. So, um, yeah, I uh, my review will be up well, on, on static Sunday. Shock. Anyway. <laughs> static Shock. Static yeah. Shock. I think, uh, yeah, my review will be... The cartoon of a generation. <laughs> our reviews will be up at uh, 6 p.m. Sunday night. Mine's chiming in at 1,600 words. Jesus. And, and we only need 500. So, but guys, why are we here? We're here to talk about uh, the ripples in the pond now that Last Jedi has fully sunk into the ocean and has caused its effects. We're going to talk about the ripples. Yes, I want to do uh, something a little bit different tonight. I want to frame tonight's conversation around a site called Script Shadow. Have you guys heard of Script Shadow at all? Uh, when you told me about it, uh, yes. No, sir. Virgins, Script Shadow Virgins? Yes. I'd, I'd looked at it a couple times, but... Um, Why are you taking this, a shit? Yeah, mostly. No, <laughs> mostly some light bathroom reading. Right? <laughs> Polite way of saying So that. they've been featured in uh, the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and Wired, just to name a few. Um, the site breaks down screenplays, screenwriting tips, articles, reviews. 
pretty much a little bit of everything. Um, last week, I contacted the creator of Script Shadow, uh, Carson Reeves, to see if he was interested in doing tonight's podcast. Um, he said he was humbled, but he tends to stay off audio and video interviews. Um, however, he did offer a prediction for us to share, which I'll bring up later in the podcast. But first, I'm going to pull from two of Carson's Script Shadow articles. One, why does Ryan Johnson hate J.J. Abrams and Luke Skywalker so much? And two, is Star Wars 9 the most difficult screenplay to write in history? So I'll be reading from both those articles. So if you want the full scope um, of what he's saying, visit uh, scriptshadow.net. Um, but real quick, we haven't talked about Last Jedi since our review um, episode number, what, 253? I think is what it was. Sounds about right. We reviewed uh, Last Jedi fresh out of the theater and before the backlash yeah all right so real quick um jeremy you weren't here with us for that review um just tell us your overall thoughts did you like it did you not like it overall i liked it um i do like this conversation framed as like how does it set up episode nine what you know because that's a different opinion for for me i think um and, and i think it's an interesting view on what it was but as as a movie goer um, I never expect a Star Wars film to like be like the Oscar winner, right? I go there to eat some popcorn, to mm. have fun, to enjoy it, and I did. Um, I give it a three seven five, I okay. think, out of our five. Uh, definitely better than good, not quite great for me. Okay, recap real quick. Do you guys remember what you scored it initially? I initially scored it a four. Okay. Um, after going back and rewatching, uh, actually, Force Awaken, for, the Force Awakens, um it probably slipped a little. Uh, I was reminded of a lot of things that... Reminded of that mystery box. I was reminded of things that I wanted... JJ's shit box. There was stuff that happened in Force Awakens. God, Force Awakens. Why do I keep saying that? It's, it's an old Jihad card, um, honestly. The Force Awakens um, that I... It made me more, it made me more angry at Last Jedi... Uh, so it has slipped a little bit, so okay. I probably would do it a three now. I think I'm doing 3.5. I think I stay there. I'm really in the middle of this movie. Uh, do you remember yours, Seth? I gave it a three. A three. Yeah, you were the lowest at the table, weren't you? This movie sucked. Yeah, I remember two. But it was still well, Star Wars. But three is good, though. But it was still Star Wars. It's hard to <laughs> it's hard to make a Star Wars that, that hurts you deeply. Listen, it still has really good stuff in it. Listen, yeah. I'm going to tell you this. So in my opinion, Phantom Menace is the worst. Then I'm going to put Rogue One. Then I'm going to put this movie. Oof. You know, yeah. uh, with Last Jedi, I think I ranked it somewhere like six, somewhere like that. I like Revenge of the Sith more. I think I like Rogue. I like Rogue One more. I like Revenge of the Sith more. It's a little closer to the middle of the pack for me. Uh, the the stuff that I don't like in Last Jedi, I really don't like, but I think it's all fixable. It's all stuff that can be, it can be repaired. I have faith in JJ. You don't think so either. We'll get to that. We'll get that too. I do too. It's I, burning. <laughs> I think it can be just. No. I think it can be <laughs> no. fixed, too. Yeah. We'll get to that <laughs> in the last Guys, <laughs> it can't be fixed. <laughs> they ruined it. <laughs> it wasn't hard. <laughs> they ruined it, though. Oh, man. Oh. So let's talk about what followed our review that night by using a paragraph from Carson Reeves. He said, The Last Jedi has had quite the journey over its first week. It was anointed the boldest Star Wars movie ever before it came out. Initial reviews tabbed it as groundbreaking and maybe the best Star Wars movie ever. Do you guys remember that? Mm -hmm. Reading those, mm -hmm. 
those reviews going into my god like, oh, damn this is awesome like 97 percent people are standing up and just applauding and and they're loving the shit out of this movie i can't wait to go see it on thursday night ryan johnson said he thought that mark hamill would be up for the best actor oscar i know i remember that yeah because however people began to notice a strange trend emerging while the blockbuster had scored a 93% with with critics on Rotten Tomatoes, the Rotten audience the the audience score on the site was a paltry 55%. I think it's lower now, isn't it? I think it's like 49 or 50% now out of audience members. I have not checked it recently because I don't go to that site because it's garbage. Wait, okay. it's tough. I I think that critics are afraid to give a bad score to anything that comes out of the Disney machine. And I know that there's like rumors flying around about that, that Disney like wines and dines them and makes these unimportant bloggers feel really important. Um, but I mean, in my opinion, my biased opinion, I always think it's like 10% higher on anything that comes out of the Disney no. machine than what it's really It would worth. be hard to be at that premiere in L.A., and not clapping your hands, be like, "Oh yeah, fuck yeah, buddy! Yeah. <laughs> this movie's awesome." Because you want to be invited back, right? You know, um, but yeah, you know, you talk about Rotten Tomatoes. You don't go to that site because it's a BS. That's one thing we disagree on. Um, I actually line up more than not with RT, but I think that this shows right here that um, I don't know. I think it's a pretty good example that RT does work a little bit. Be I know you gotta disagree, but a lot of people that I talk to. Um, passing by, friends of AV, people at work. Um, it's like I'm, I'm looking at the RT score. Um, critics love it, but most of the fans, 50%, you know, are saying that they don't like Last Jedi, and that's the general consensus. Seth is a huge Star Wars fan, and he's sitting here being like, fuck it, yeah, I'll give it a three, maybe lower. <laughs> you know, I think all of us... And there was definitely tension at that table that night. Uh, yeah. not, not between us, but it was like, hmm, I... Did we like it? There were tingly topics. There yeah. were topics that the more we talked about, the more it, it revealed that maybe that's not what I wanted up on the screen. God damn it. <laughs> so yeah. he, he continues. He goes, he also said, I have never seen a major movie release with this much critical praise receive this much audience hate. And I have to agree. Um, so real quick, guys, thoughts um, on the Last Jedi backlash. I didn't see this coming. What do you guys think about all this? I think that it's gotten a little nuts. Uh, there's online petitions to try and get Ryan Johnson. There's an online petition to get Ryan Johnson just to admit that his movie is shit. Like that's literally what the petition says. There's, that, one, there's one that's asking him. It's asking him just to say sorry. Like, like, I, I how think many that, signatures do you need to force him into that? Like, like that's the thing. Is that do I think that you know this movie has enough problems that it really did probably it struck a nerve with the online or with the uh, the the existing fan base? Absolutely. And I think that because the age of the internet, most of that fan base is very vocal with their fingers on keyboards, um, it, it has created... I don't think that anyone could have seen this kind of explosion, this negative explosion come out of a... Because even... I mean, hell, you go back to Phantom Menace. Yeah. Now, I personally rank it higher than many people do. Mm -hmm. But you look at what... Like the the backlash that people got, you know, ah, oh, charge our banks yeah. must die dot com. You know, like there there was there was a lot of things that were people were very particular, and you know, I how many times did we hear George Lucas George Lucas you know destroyed my childhood, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. you know, but never was there a per, you know, did they never have like an internet 
like a rally cry of get George Lucas to say well, sorry for making it. Pre-internet, you know? if not, it was right there. Yeah, it was right there. Can you imagine if when uh, Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clothes came out, if there was an Instagram and a fucking Facebook oh my and God. a Tumblr? I don't think we would even be talking about Last Jedi tonight if it had to go across those coals. I disagree. Really? Well, just because of the gap in time, right? I don't rank Phantom Menace as low as a lot of people do, just because it was the first Star Wars movie that I could go see in the theater. And there was such a buzz about it, and especially living in like the Indianapolis area, you know, Jake Lloyd was from Carmel, yep. so like there was everything was in the papers that this local eight-year-old or whatever was in the biggest movie of all fucking time. Um, and so I think for that reason, because there'd been such a gap, people would have bitched about it. But I think I don't think it would have destroyed the franchise. No, I've yeah. never seen anything like this though. As long as I've been doing AV or even in my adult life, uh, being passionate about movies like I am, I've never seen somewhere everyone's like uh, the big tentpole movie. I've seen this yeah. a lot of times with, you know, um, uh, critically praised movies, you know, and it's the other way around. But I've never seen something come out that's like um, a Marvel or a DC movie or a Star Wars movie where the critics are like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then right out of the theater people are like fuck that i've never seen yeah. that and a friend of mine that uh, i think it was that i called you seth um a guy at work told me he's like he told me that the audience score on rt was like 50 percent 55 percent and i was like no way i got on there i was like wow because that was the night after our review when we were all confused and there was a little bit of review tension like man we don't know exactly how we feel. We need to go back and watch this. And I remember just that following that week, I called you up. You were at the Game Preserve. And I'm like, man, do you see this? It's it's going towards a, um, Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace score. Now I think it is the, it is uh, the lowest. It is the, the lowest, you know, which I disagree with. But, man, the fans have really spoken up on this. And it's just not RT either. I mean, it's Seth, you know. All of us here are just okay with it. You know, none of us are praising it. Most people I know um, outside of AV just don't care for it. Um, but yeah, I've never seen anything like this, Seth. Have you ever seen anything like this before? No, I mean, I'm just trying to think of how to how to word it because I probably just seem like such a curmudgeon over in the corner. And uh, But no, I have not seen really. And it, it, it just cracks me up too that it's gotten so bad that I don't even want to talk about it. Where like <laughs> someone comes into my store and where I work... Often people come in, they just want to talk, and they want somebody to talk to. Well, guess what? I'm sitting right there. <laughs> and so uh, it'll just be like, you see that Star Wars movie? And it's like, yeah. Man, what were they thinking? I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. At like, this point, just, it like, is like beating yeah. a dead horse at this yeah, point. Yeah, where it's just kind of like, you know, yeah, I, I, I didn't care for it that much. I don't, and it's just kind of like I'm over-talking about it. That's the, um, uh, a little bit. But then, you know, it, it's strange too, but like we often get into the, or I usually get into this whole like, but you know, that's what makes Star Wars cool mm. is that people like different things about it. Cause my wife really liked it. She thinks it's in probably the top four. Yeah, so, that's weird. Ryan Smith is the same way. Ryan Smith, he's a video lander that comes on here quite mm -hmm. frequently and he really enjoyed it. There's mm -hmm. a number of vocal video landers that are, are, are over the moon about it. Yeah. yeah. So I, that, but that's what I think is cool is that it's different. Uh, th there's lots of Star Wars to go around for different yeah, people. But more like than that. not, this just that wasn't wave, my piece of cake. Yeah. That yeah. wave is high. I can't even go on the, on Facebook now and, and go through some of the other sites that I look out yeah. without seeing something every day on well, how bad, you know, Ryan Johnson ruined our childhood. It cracks me up too, because someone was like, uh, I saw a thing about, Oh, new, uh, 
new picture for Han Solo. And the top comment is, doesn't matter, Last Jedi sucked anyway. <laughs> it's just like, it's crazy, <laughs> isn't it? It is nuts. Yeah. I'm worried about how how far the reach of the, these negative reviews, how far is that going to reach? Yeah. Well, you've seen what it's done to DC, right? Everybody goes into those movies, except for me and Brian probably, yeah. with a negative attitude. Um, and and that's that's where, like, as in opposition to the Marvel films, where everybody goes in with, like, this is going to be great, even if it's a shit movie. Thor 3. Uh, pe- exactly. God, um, I love you, Jeremy. People are like, oh, yeah, that was really good. I'd give it, like, a 4.9 out of 5, even though uh, every single minute of the film was horrible. Um, whereas, you know, they go to a DC film, and yes, I will totally admit that they are not hitting home runs on on every single scene they're making i love you they're making, <laughs> but it's not as bad as what you know what what's being put out there on the internet in my opinion i've li- i've liked them all um and i think it's the same thing with this is that if people get too negative they're going to go into han solo is going to be a shit movie right we already know that um, because of the reviews of this, I already feel that way. I will hold judgment until the trailer is released. <laughs> <laughs> and then people are going to go into episode nine with with um, with a bad attitude, and so then everything that's not perfect in the film is going to get torn apart way more than it would have previously. Uh, one thing I think that is going to be helpful is that beca- helpful about all this negative press is that the Disney propaganda machine is going to go into full fucking force for everything that they do now with the Star Wars logo on it. Which means we're going to get 19 trailers, a trailer for a trailer. We're going to get uh, the cereal box slideshow six months before. Toys that happen. I mean, it, we're going to know. Well, it, check this out. Han Solo is supposed broom. to come out in like four months. That's spooky well, too, dude. I can't believe it. And we haven't even gotten a trailer. Well, I don't Dude, we, we, we have a, a, like a real quick leaked image. We don't even have a really good image of Han Solo. We have one with like his, his hairs down or something. He's in handcuffs, but that's it. Yeah, I don't, we don't, even, I don't, we don't, I don't even have like a couple steals to criticize. This is going to be very telling because it's not hockey. Has the Super Bowl happened yet? No, I think it's, it's right on the cuff. If they've got a trailer, they should do it at the Super Bowl. Yeah, but man, I mean, you look at uh, Last that Jedi. Be Thirty seconds. How how long was it before Last Jedi released? They had a tra- they had a trailer. How long? Six months. Six months at least, oh, right? Yeah. Maybe a little bit longer. Yeah. And maybe yeah. a year. It's, yeah, know. it was. Uh, it was at least, do, It was, it was way less than Force Awakens. Force Awakens was pumping stuff out. Which again, I, again, I think did it favors. I think everybody was pumped going into again. What Jeremy yeah. said is, if you can get the fans, the critics are gonna do what the critics do. They're gonna get paid off by Disney. And it's gonna be fine. But the the fans are going to, if you can get them excited enough, they're gonna overlook a lot of the little things. And le- there was very little pre press for Last Jedi. There was a lot of rumors. There was a lot of you know, smoke and mirrors, but there wasn't nine trailers. There wasn't, you know, the, the, the novel come out a week before, you know, that these are the things that the other star Wars movies have done and the fans get pumped Mm -hmm. going into it. This time they went into it with no expectation. And I think that that hurt them also because last Jedi is so divisive. (laughs) Perfect word. Thank you. Uh, because it is so divisive. Polarizing. Polar. Oh, you guys are wonderful. I love you guys. Adjectives. Uh, <laughs> I always bring my thesaurus. <laughs> but I think that that if if Disney has any brain in their marketing team, the their most re, their their next couple of Star Wars functions, especially if they're going to continue with the Ryan Johnson trilogy thing, yeah, they are going to need to 
just hammer the shit out of the propaganda machine and get people excited be like, oh my God, this is the thing, and not focus on porgs and not focus no. on because that's the thing is they focus if you look at the things they focused on for Last Jedi, it was all cotton candy, nothing. But that's what they had to do because they didn't know. That, well, but that's my but that's my point. Yeah. Is that people went in and be like, well, porgs are obviously gonna be, you know, something because they're everywhere. They're like they're they're really like the Ewoks of this new movie. We gave them names. We did. And <laughs> they ended up being just window dressing. And I think that that's again the Disney people need to figure that out. They need to they need to use the propaganda. There's got to be a happy fingertips. in between though, doing what they did with Last Jedi and Force Awakens because we predicted like what ninety percent of that film. No, oh, yeah, just no. from the material that was presented. So there needs to be a happy in between. Yeah, yeah. no, I I think you can definitely go too far. Yeah. Let's let's continue this backlash um, with some more thoughts from uh, Carson Reeves. He says, if you alienate the hardcore fan base of your franchise, which The Last Jedi has done, there's going to be a trickle-down effect. When the most vocal cheerleaders of your franchise begin cheering for its demise, it's an indication that you did something wrong. This happened with both The Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman, and the result has left hundreds of million dollars on the table. So, Brian... How seriously should Disney take these alienated fans? No, I, th- I think they should definitely take them. You know, don't take them for what the fans think that they should be valued. You know, they shouldn't be looking at these signatures and going, "Oh well, shit, Ryan, get on the mic, say you're sorry." But they should realize that whatever was created, you know, this 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 was not you know these polls, these petitions, these online websites. It wasn't created in a vacuum. Something happened. Something fucking happened. Something yeah. fucking happened to create to to create this kind of buzz. Yeah. Whether or not it was justified has yet to you know really completely come out. But is it justified enough that it's become you know one of the top ten Twitter things that isn't politically charged? Yeah, exactly. You know, like it's there's got to be something behind it, and I think that the Disney machine needs to realize that. And like you know, with like with DC. You know, I know you're in disagreement on a lot of my thoughts with DC, but if DC got so bad, you know, they could reboot three, four years later. What the fuck do you do with Star Wars? You have to, you have to wait a long time. And you know, like right now, last, I mean, they destroyed their canon already once. Would they do it again? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Check this out. Like, a, like a round two Disney purge. Yeah. Well, check this oh, out. Geez. Last Jedi is the most profitable movie this year globally. It's already passed a billion dollars. Okay, mm-hmm. it's the number one movie financially. Yeah. All right. Um, but that's a given. Han Solo bad press. You know, if it gets too low, they're gonna cut and run. Like you look at um, Justice League right now versus a Jumanji. And Jumanji is beating global box office Justice League. I guarantee if that kind of shit happens right there to Han Solo, there's going to be some heads rolling, man, because they're already in, I think, double the uh, the budget for Han Solo because of all that shit. When, when is Solo supposed to come out? March? Tomorrow. May. Yeah. Tomorrow. <laughs> Might as well be fucking tomorrow. May 25th. It's supposed to be in May? May 25th. If, if it happens, if what happens, were we, because we, weren't we talking about we think it's going to get pushed back to December? I think it'll yeah, That's what I said. Yeah. I think it should. I think it'll get pushed back to December, but that uh, for me personally, yeah, that's going to put it up against Aquaman because Aquaman is December mm-hmm. 2018. But uh, right now, Han Solo's not, I mean, yeah, it'll make some money. You know, yeah. it'll it's it's it'll make money, but it's not going to make the kind of money they expected. Mm. Plastering Han Solo on that poster. I think not you now. made a good point about rebooting, um, and I think it's going to hurt the Han Solo movie. Yes, in five years, nobody will remember who Henry Cavill is, right? And you can have a new Superman movie if it got that bad. If it got that bad, but I don't think anybody wants to see 
somebody else, I, a non-Harrison Han Solo, right? Yeah. You definitely couldn't like start over and be That's like... That's already hard enough, new, right? Yeah. That's hard enough. You don't need this shit behind it, pushing it into the theaters, right? Yeah. That's already bad enough. Yeah, I mean, there's no way that uh, you could recast Princess Leia in a prequel movie, mm-hmm. and people would... I mean, maybe they could have Billy Lord do it. Maybe that'd be the only way that they'd let um, that happen, but the fans would hate it. Yeah, so what do yeah. you guys think? Should should they listen to these alienated fans, or they continue the path that they're on? I mean, to a degree, I was going to say that, like, I mean, I'm one of those alienated fans but at the same time it's like it's not my call that's the whole thing and sometimes you just need to grow up and that's kind of like what i've done i don't like the film but i mean whatever that's how it is i'm gonna have to accept it it's a piece of star wars history maybe when episode nine comes out i'm gonna love this one yeah and this is something we've talked about in the past about other properties i hate it when the fans force the hand because on the creative end we don't know what's waiting for us on nine Storm pilots yeah. waiting for us. They're yeah. shipping <laughs> an episode, but we don't know. And I'd hate for us to force that hand, and they they try to fix fix it, make it right with alienated fans, and and then they give us something mm. really stupid and cheesy, and just just fan. You know, I don't I don't want that. I don't want fanfare. You know, I want them to tell it the best way they can. If they have that on the other end, which I don't think they do though, which sucks. But I don't know. Yeah. They might have. Um. But it was also announced that, you know, because of Carrie Fisher's death, that Episode Nine had gone back to the drawing board in order to grapple with, like, Princess Leia's absence from the franchise. So do you think uh, they went back to the drawing board after this negativity then? You think that they did? Oh, I think there's probably... Yeah. I mean, because it's not, it's not already being shot. I mean, like, like, they're, like they're, they've got a lot of room to make some changes, and I think that they've got a whole mess of uh, media moguls you know, pouring over these horrible, horrible internet comments. We'll talk about being a fly in the room, dude. Yeah. As Bob Iger and Kathleen Kennedy both were praising the hell out of Ryan Johnson's Last Jedi, so much they gave him his own trilogy, right? Before this hit the theaters. And they, they announced that. And uh, when you're making that kind of call, and then you see this negative backlash, that has to take you back to the drawing board, right? I would, I would love to so. see them being like, yeah, great, that was all. Oh, shit. Shit, mm-hmm. we fucked up. Back to the drawing board. Can yeah. you imagine that scene? No, I, I can't imagine how they gave him his own trilogy, to be honest. Like I said, 3.75, I, I thought it was really good. Um, but do I think that when I watch this movie, I'm saying this is a guy who can tell a long story in a trilogy? No, I'm, I'm not. Do you remember, Seth? I even said when they announced that Ryan Johnson was going to have his own trilogy, what did I say? Uh, I don't remember what you said, but you were like, when I met you, you were like, Seth, check out Brick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, check like, out yeah. Brick. I had faith in Ryan Johnson. Yeah. You were actually um, on the fence yeah. the whole time. And uh, I guess we had reason to, <laughs> to be on the fence. But um, I said, when they announced Ryan Johnson, I said this on multiple podcasts, I was like, why the fuck would you announce that he has his own trilogy without getting Last Jedi yet? And that was before I knew what Last Jedi was going to have yeah. backlash. It just seems like a bad call. Why would you say that? Just even if it was awesome, that just sets Maybe you up for failure. Own. For just, just That's just how some people think. Oh, yeah? He's getting his own trilogy already? I haven't even seen Last Jedi. Fuck him. I bet it sucks. Well, like, you know? and Maybe that could be your built-in hype train. That's, that's yeah. kind of what It doesn't give away any of the movie, but obviously Disney's got his back. They must have created something awesome because they're already giving him his trilogy. I kind of wonder if it's a plotless hype machine that that's why they released the information ahead of time. Yeah, and I, I cannot imagine right now Disney 
Kathleen Kennedy, Bob Iger, I cannot believe that they would go forward, even if he has the best idea in the world, man, because, man, that's going to be shot. The best idea in the world still has to make fucking money, you know? Yeah, and it yeah. will. It's Star Wars. It'll make money. But, man, do you do you pump the brakes on that right now and maybe Absolutely. go a different direction? Because this is the worst it's ever been with any franchise, just that the negativity surrounding it. Well, and it's a double-edged sword because they can't you because you can say, well, we've given Ryan Johnson it's a plot of his own that has nothing to do with the saga. It has nothing to do with any of the characters that you know. It's completely by itself. And then the fan base goes, well, fuck it. His ideas are awful. I don't want to listen to him. I don't want to go there. And then there's the <laughs> other side of that sword where you can go, or you give him part of the property. Uh -huh. That is, well, it's a fan favorite. You give him a Boba Fett trilogy. Yeah. You know, something that fans would go crazy for, except now you're risking him fucking up one of the best characters in their fans' minds. And now do they go to the do they come to this this trilogy thinking he's gonna you know, he already screwed up Luke. Now he's gonna screw up Boba Fett too. <laughs> I know. You know. So like I don't I I think if anything, you know, Kathleen Kennedy, which I don't know why she is so giving him everything that he wants all the oh. time needs to pull back a little bit and go, hey, you know, we were talking about the trilogy. He, need, Jar Jar he right needs to... He needs to... He needs to... <laughs> he needs it's to, the Gungan trilogy. He needs to pull out and have a conversation with her. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Carson offered a prediction that I think really ties into this backlash. Are you guys... You're, you're ridiculous. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> Are you guys ready for Carson's prediction? I'm not. All right, he says, <laughs> he says, <laughs> I think it's interesting that Disney was forced to accept Kathleen Kennedy in the Star Wars deal, and she's fired three directors, had to do massive reshoots on two movies, both of which added maybe $100 million to the budget, even had some friction with J.J., and then approved a movie that killed off the most iconic hero in movie history in a way that in, in, uh, enraged the hardcore fan base. I will predict that in the, in the next year... She's probably going to lose her job. What's your guys' thoughts? Somebody's big. Somebody big's head's got to roll mm -hmm. for for this. I'm not going to say that she was in an easy position, right? Because when Lucasfilm was just Lucasfilm and it was George Lucas, she was co-chairman. Yeah, I mean they could do whatever they wanted. Yeah. There's no way that Kathleen Kennedy gets to do whatever she wants with Lucasfilm now. I mean. Yeah. Somebody dressed in a Mickey Mouse costume is coming up and whispering things in her ear twenty four seven, right? Yeah. Um, but if she's if she's going to be this scapegoat for it, I, I would believe that yeah, somebody was, big's got to go. I was thinking about this when he said it because I never really gave it too much thought. And uh, you got to think Kathleen Kennedy, man, she's pretty powerful. I mean, she's produced or executive produced every movie that we all love, everything from you know Gremlins to Back to the Future to yeah. anything Amblin. She co founded Amblin with Steven Spielberg. She has over six, I think it's $6 billion in box office receipts. Okay. So when she's co-chairman and then she moves into president with the sale of Lucasfilm into Disney, right? Even if they didn't want her there. All right. Bob Iger and company, they didn't want her there. Can you imagine? It would not be progressive to fire a powerful woman in Hollywood and give it to another man Another woman? They'd have to give it to another woman. Can you imagine the shitstorm for Disney if they would have fired Kathleen Kennedy? But I'm just going to say this. It's probably not going to be a very popular opinion, but if Brad Hawkins was in charge and I made these fucking decisions right here at my job, I would be fucking fired. I don't think they'll fire her. I think they will remind her 
not to give carte blanche to her employees. Yeah. I think that I think someone higher up on the ladder than her is going to chew her ass out something fierce. Because like you said, she is iconic. Her name is big. It carries a lot of weight. Yeah. And I think that they are going to be better off closing the door of the boardroom, sitting her down, and reading her the riot act and be like, don't you ever do that to us again. Yeah. Don't give a director full, you know, full control over everything and don't triple check with him. Don't allow a director to ignore what we have given you as the existing canon for the world that he's building. You know, because that's what he did. He's, they, they offered Ryan Johnson. They told him, hey, here's the rest of the stuff that Disney says is the universe of Star Wars. And he specifically said, I don't need it. I'm making a movie. <laughs> Shit. Okay. <laughs> I, he was part of, he, he was building off the saga. He's building off of the movies. And we know now that that doesn't, yeah, exactly. You know, you've got that heavy sigh and there's so much stuff. There's so much stuff that happens in Rebels. There's so much stuff that happens in Clone Wars. There's so much stuff that happens in the comics and the and the thing that Disney has now said is fully canon that he just basically turned his nose up at because it wasn't the film that he wanted. The Scar is a big one. Yeah. The Scar that you, uh, in Force Awakens, he, he says, fuck it, I don't like it. Man. I don't like it. Move it, I'm Kylo Ren. <laughs> and, and that's not the kind of... Sh- you- Scar wasn't even in there that long, too. I know, yeah. he got healed up the second time you saw him. Yeah, See, which, what's the big deal, right? I know! Exactly. And that's... <laughs> it, you can find a Star Wars way... This is, this is my line. Uh-huh. You can find a Star Wars way to describe or fix just about anything. Yeah. But if you're not looking for where those ways can be found, like if you're just being willfully ignorant of it, this is how the fans get pissed off. Yeah. I thought he liked Star Wars, too. Oh, like, yeah. Why wouldn't you want to thumb through that yeah. stuff? Yeah, exactly. If you're if you're a fanboy, why wouldn't you be like, oh my god, I have access to the everything. depository of everything. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to look? I don't, yeah. I don't think she'll Your be fired Wikipedia. either. I, I think that D- uh, Disney or... Lucasfilm right now, I think they're too proud yeah. to do that. You know, I think she'll she'll probably keep on going. Do you think she ought to be? I think she should. I, I Someone fucks this bad. This if you fuck something up this bad. But here's the thing: they're making money. True. Didn't you see that? Like uh, the toys that made us, mm-hmm. uh, that Star Wars has made X amount of money. Well, guess what? The toys have made like sixteen times that much, yeah, or yeah, something yeah. insane like that. They're like, selling a Force broom. But now yeah. with Last Jedi, they can't, <laughs> can't even wait keep... for the Black Series broom. But <laughs> with, with the old movies, even with the prequels, they couldn't keep them on the shelves. Now you go to Walmart, and no Star Wars toy is fucking flying off the shelf. It, it just stagnant. It's just staying there. Yeah. Nobody wants the shit. And uh, I don't know. What do you think about this? About Star Wars memorabilia. (laughs) (laughs) Would you fire Kathleen Kennedy? Um, I wouldn't, but um, I think PR going forward is uh, you got to fire somebody and you've got to make it look like Kathleen Kennedy did it Mm -hmm. and say, you know, I don't care care if it's the page that nobody's heard of. Just say that, you know, Kathleen Kennedy has fired Jeremy Clifford because he's a piece of shit and he ruined this movie, right? Uh, (laughs) And didn't communicate, you know, my uh, faxes over to... To Ryan, you know somebody they've got to blame somebody uh, because I don't think they'll be able to move forward with the fans unless they say it was this person's fault or uh, there's got to be a corporate judge. Yeah. Well, I've never seen them playing a game like this where it's like make it up as we go with a billion dollar franchise. Like listen, listen to some this of this. Is... Oh, go yeah, listen Before to some of this. Sorry. Colin Trevorrow, right? Um, they pinned him for episode ten. 
Okay? I always said, I don't know if you remember this, Seth. I yeah. said this on the podcast. He'll never stick. Exactly. They will, I, I yes said man. that way before. Yeah, I said he's a yes man. That's why they got him. Jurassic he can World. Make a safe Jurassic movie. World made a yeah. billion dollars. And they're like, he was hot. He's popular. Let's grab him. And then he made a shit little independent film that everybody fucking hated. And I was like, he's done. He's gone. There's no way they're going to bring him into 10. Boom. Done. Colin Trevorrow's not doing 10. J.J. Abrams is, right? You mean you Thank God. Huh? You mean nine. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did I say 10? Yeah. yeah. Episode 9. Yeah. Welcome back, JJ. Yeah, yeah. But, and then you look at Josh <laughs> Trank. Josh Trank was going to do... Uh, they worked with him for a while to get what was supposed to be a Boba Fett movie out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? And they're like, well, fuck it. You're fired. Uh, we don't work on that project anymore. We're going somewhere else. Right? And so you see all these decisions they're making. Rogue One, Gareth Edwards... I thought he made an okay Star Wars movie, but there was extensive reshoots with a lot of movies get, okay? But they brought in Tony Gilroy to hold his fucking hand with all the reshoots. So he didn't even, you know, do all the reshoots. And then the biggest one, the biggest one, besides Last Jedi letting Ryan Johnson do whatever he wants, you have uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. You know the kind of movie they're going to make. You've watched Lego Movie. You know their humor. You know what you're going to get. And then... I'll never forget this, dude. We talked um, the Han Solo uh, news um, that, that week, Seth, yeah. and it took uh, Alden Ehrenreich, 80% of the movie being filmed, finding Kathleen Kennedy and some of the producers and being like, hey, have you watched the dailies? They're turning me into Ace Ventura. They're turning this shit into a comedy. She wasn't watching the dailies, and then she comes in and she just fires them, and then you go find Ron Howard. You... This is fucking Han Solo. No one's watching what's going on. You don't know until the movie's 80% done. Then you got to bring in Ron Howard to refilm 80 to 90% of Han Solo. This is the movie that you're giving after his like tragic, uh, tragic yeah. tear-jerking death. And you're like, let's give him his own movie. One of the most yeah. iconic characters. Not Absolutely. only in Star Wars, Absolutely. but in history of cinema. You're not going to be in a chair... Making sure that these guys aren't fucking it up, especially being comedy directors. Um, even if they're safe directors and they know their way around, you're still going to be there to usher this this through. Or if you're not there, you're going to have someone there that's going to be whispering in your ear, telling you what's going on. Almost all of this movie was done. That is fucking crazy. So you look at all of the facts here. Yeah. Someone's not doing their fucking job. They're making it up as they go along. And then you let Ryan Johnson just fucking do whatever he wants. Well, and if you um, if you're if you're comparing I'm it, pissed. George George Lucas would have been there at every step, right? No, oh, yeah. he may have been like more CGI here. I love CGI, uh, right? <laughs> but but you would have heard from him. He would have yeah. been there. Um, and so if you're comparing, you know, who is heading Lucasfilm, there's a big difference there because he would have been involved. Yeah, he would have yeah. been involved heavily. So you know, I know a lot of people give the prequels a ton of shit. Because George Lucas had no, there were no checks and balances against him, and he was the the showrunner, and he took care of everything. Ryan Johnson had no checks and balances in this thing, and is, you know, it's getting a very similar feel. Like you, the fans are freaking out. This is what happens when you have one person doing all of the work, controlling all of every. Like this has gotten bigger than one brain can handle. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that defense against George Lucas though? It's really interesting. It's like a it's like a ten minute video on YouTube where like the where he just didn't have anybody. The whole thing is is like the dude invented Star Wars. Uh, the dude got somewhere because everyone told him no. So duh, he's not gonna listen to anybody because he's making the prequels. Well, it worked the first time when I when I did yeah. this. So it just it makes sense that like 
and I don't know. There, there's some interesting. Uh, there's just some interesting stuff about the prequels that, uh, that yeah, we could talk about that on another podcast. Yeah, but yeah. Well, we've talked about backlash. We've talked about Kathleen Kennedy. So let's talk about the script for Force Awakens and Last Jedi here, and how we move forward. <laughs> Now, this is where I get mad. Yeah, this is like does. this is where I get like so upset Carson Reeves, as a fan. Carson Reeves again. He is a screenwriter. All right, so he he approached this from a screenwriting standpoint. But uh, Carson Reeves continues by talking about how he he's still angry with Ryan Johnson because of what he did with Last Jedi. He says Ryan claims to be a huge Star Wars fan, and yet nothing about this film speaks to that. He actively blows up all the major plot threads JJ put forth. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to add another conversation in here real quick or another voice to this conversation. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith says The Force Awakens was quickly discarded by the Last Jedi. I don't think Ryan Johnson was attacking JJ or The Force Awakens, but there are plenty of what I like to call fuck you JJ moments in The Last Jedi where it seems like the work that was done in The Force Awakens was just undone in one very quick swoop by Ryan. What's your guys' thoughts on this, man? That is crazy. When I mentioned earlier that you know, re- going back and rewatching uh, Force Awakens made me like Last Jedi less. Uh-huh. That's exactly it. Is because th- there were so many cool moments and cool questions and cool, you know, hanging hanging chads on uh, on Force Awakens that not only did we not get an answer, but we got a stomp on the fuse. Yeah, you know, like someone actually, Ryan Johnson pissed on the fuse on a bomb that could have gone off. We had fan theories. Two years. That was so fun. It was so fun. And I honestly feel like they couldn't match the fan theories or they didn't want to copy Mm -hmm. fan theories. So they're just like, fuck it. I'm going to give you whatever, just the simplest answer and just go on our way and be like, tricked you. Well, none of the fan theories said this, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, you should see our poster over here. Our poster, we didn't, dude, if you get a chance, (laughs) listen to our fan theory episode. We broke it down what we thought. Holy fuck. <laughs> we were wrong. It right? shows you that it shows you, Seth, that we didn't know shit going into this movie. <laughs> we had three fucking force ghosts showing up. We had names for porgs. <laughs> we had Qui-Gon coming back. We I had Hux being a Skywalker. <laughs> Kenobi. Huh? Kenobi. A Kenobi, yeah, Kenobi, yeah, a Kenobi. Hux Kenobi. Oh man. I don't know. Thoughts on this guys? I I I agree. So the Force Awakens, um, I felt was like a, a remake of A New Hope, right? But I was okay with it because JJ had left so many things where it's like, okay, the trilogy, like there's so many places this trilogy can go. I see more story happening that's going to diverge and not just be a repeat of the original trilogy. And in this movie, even though I really liked it. He just, like like you said, stomps out this few, stomps out that. I mean, obviously, I agree with most of the fans in that the Luke Skywalker being gone thing is is the biggest misstep. And I agree, disagree with the way that it is. If Ryan Johnson is such a, a big Star Wars fan, he would know that disappearing into the Force is like the stupidest shit ever, right? Um, <laughs> what? Yoda disappeared in the Force? Oh, he would disappear in the Force? But not in that way. <laughs> They had reasons what for doing whatever. So, so here's the thing: Yoda, Yoda in Episode Five, right? Yeah. He's teaching Luke stuff, and when they're tra- lifting rocks and lifting the plane, he says, "There's no difference." So right there, you learn from the Force that it's not about exertion; it's about discipline, right? And so he would not have been exhausted to death 
by doing something crazy for us, he would have just been he had to very shit, disciplined. He had to, but check this out. So, like, those movies... There's no exhaustion. He had to have shit his pants with that projection, <laughs> man. <laughs> well, there's obviously no exhaustion from the Force, because Ray can lift a thousand boulders no shit. after three days of, tra- of training. Three lessons. Three yeah, lessons of training. we only saw two. Can I take you back to my viewing experience that night? So, I, we, we find out that Luke is uh, a projection, right? And I'm like... He, he's 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 tired. He gets back up on that rock and he's shaking a little bit, he's sweating ass. And I'm like, hmm, okay, that was that was cool. I haven't seen a force projection like that from another fucking planet, right? I'm like, he cool. hallucinates double signs, right? I think I like I like that. I like that. I, I like. I, and then he dies, and I'm like, I don't like that. <laughs> why did he I, just die? I just don't get why he died because I don't think that that's how the force works. It's like he shit the bed. It, if, he did a fancy trick and then force. he shit the bed. He did a fancy trick and he shit the bed. All I need, all I needed to make that work for me was like showing Kylo Ren and being like, okay, we know what uh, island is on. We're going to blow it up, right? Because that's how Obi Wan left, right? He's like, I'm not going to let Darth Vader kill me. I'm going to like go. And if Luke had had that same moment and been like, fuck this, I just like made him feel like a child. I'm not uh, going to let him blow me up, right? Then I would have been fine with it. Yeah. But but again, it's another lead snuffed out. There's nowhere to go. Nowhere. There's nowhere. Uh, we need to re- so, we need to do the screenplay, but hot shot it up. <laughs> where it says, <laughs> no. like, exterior, Luke Skywalker on rock, does a fancy trick and shits the bed. <laughs> so, I was hoping, because we had the uh, the the... Again, this is our first Star Wars movie ever where a lightsaber is not touch a lightsaber, by the way. Oh, well, yeah, I didn't think about that. Ne- that, that never... This is the first time that's well, ever happened. about the flashback. This is the first Star Wars movie with the flashback. That's true, that, yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. But, so, when Kylo's saber goes through the projection, and then, the proje- you know, then they have the, you have the gotcha moment, and he you know, vanishes and whatever. Mm-hmm. That's when Skywalker pooped a little bit on his rock. So, go back to when the Force Bridge happens between Kylo and Rey. He takes back water from where it's raining on Octo over the Force Bridge. So the Force is in all places and all connects and blah, 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 blah. I was hoping that when we saw it, because, again, I thought the two sons imagery was beautiful. Because I knew he was going to die as soon as I saw it. Like, I was like, I was like, nope, he's done. Sure. I was waiting for him to look down <laughs> for us to get a a, a scene well, or something. Stabbed. where where we'll to, to see, like, a, a line across his belly... That would have been nice. It, yeah. Exactly. Give us one of those, there is a danger in doing what I just fucking did. Yeah. But then they go one step for- further and ignore their own rules again because those uh, The dice, dice stick disappear. around for a while. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, oh, wait, no, hang on. You know, like. Yeah. It's, so it must it's, be it's only just, liquids can. Again, Ryan Johnson doesn't give a fuck about continuity. But, the, but then Snoke, like, Snoke doesn't do it. As long as Skywalker, but he does that mind meld, which has to take some power, right? He never looks he's like he's going to pass I still, out. I think that's bullshit. I, th- I still think that's... That, I hope well, so. Uh, well, because there's more bridging after yeah, Snoke's after, death. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. don't think it has anything to do with him. Which, again, leads me to Ray not being a nobody, but we'll... Why even put Snoke in the film? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was one of the biggest, like, I just bought a t-shirt, by the way. <laughs> Did I tell you about my t-shirt I just bought? It no. should be here, uh, hopefully, Saturday. It says, your Snoke theory sucks. <laughs> Everybody's Snoke theory sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, awesome. I just said that. No, well, I mean, I just, I just don't know. Like, tell me one thing that Ryan Johnson left 
for the next filmmaker, whether it was JJ or anybody else, to yep. pick up on and expand upon. I can't wait to talk about that. We I, have it I mean, notes. he was closing. He was closing doors left and right. And yeah. There's there's not none open except for you know. And that's what we're gonna get you know, to. The hardest people on the Millennium Falcon. This guy writes screenplays for a living. Who's reviews. Dead in real life. This guy writes screenplays for a living, reviews screenplays, screenplays for a living, mm-hmm. gives out screenwriting tips, and he's like, this is the hardest, I would not want to back this up. Yeah. You know, uh, He does say it's possible, which we'll get to the end, but um, it's funny because you have that Carson uh, Reeves uh, quote, and then you have um, Kevin Smith saying that. I looked back at, uh, after our review, I posted a comment, and it just it reminded me so much of what they just said. I posted on Facebook the night after our review, the problem is that J.J. and Ryan don't compliment each other. It's like J.J. handed Ryan the mystery box and he took a shit in it. Now he's handing the mystery box back to J.J. Is J.J. going to dump it out or is he going to shit on top of Ryan's shit? That's the question <laughs> I want answered. What will the mystery box look like at the end of the saga? Will it all be covered in shit? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have no idea. If you handed me this shitty box, <laughs> what I would do with it, man. It is crazy. But all of this backlash leads us to episode 9, which Carson Reeves says has become the most difficult um, screenplay to write ever. So I'll paraphrase some of his comments. Anytime you guys want to chime in, chime in. Okay, He has some issues here, um, and I think a lot of us have these same issues, but closing these doors, right? He says, how far in time should the next episode jump? Did we pop in five years from now when Kylo has become as imposing as Vader and Rey and Master Jedi? But would that even work? Would it feel jarring? Yeah, it would feel jarring. And I feel that even a year would feel jarring. I think one of the big problems with Last Jedi that we haven't really discussed too much is, yeah, it was cool, kind of, to do a, you know, let's go from Force Awakens to Last Jedi without a time jump. Bullshit. No, no, I'm saying. I've been saying that since the beginning. Yeah, I'm saying it's it's kind of a cool, progressive idea for Star Wars, right? But I think it fucking hurt this movie because there's no training period. No one's evolving. It just picks up and goes. And... Do you want to see what happens in a year or five years from now? There's not much growing time there, is there? I I think that you can do a lot in five years. But I, I think, don't think they'll do that. I, I, it's, I you were, go back to our Force Awakens reviews. Force Awakens reviews. Why did he put a D on the end of that? Oh. Um. And I have been saying that if when you were like Ryan Johnson, he's going to do some stuff, and and I was like, well, he did some stuff. And, and as soon as the rumor came out that the next movie was going to basically be butted up right against the first one, I was like, it's a fucking mistake. Because nowhere in the saga has they done that, have they done that before. And there's a reason for it. The opening crawl is supposed to be the linking material between the two movies. I want you guys to tell me something that was said in the opening crawl for Last Jedi. How fuck have I know? Oh, something about General Organa was being pissed somewhere, doing something... <laughs> Exactly. The opening crawl for Last Jedi was worthless. It was it was literally just Well because nothing happened. It, exactly. It went from here to there. And that's that's horrible. You know, that's that's something that everybody who has ever watched Star Wars movies it gets excited when those yellow words start to crawl up the screen. You can't have a hero's journey without a journey. Exactly. And especially you cap that journey off with throwing a lightsaber over your shoulder because it's a fun gag. Yeah, Fuck that. Fuck that. And the humor was in the wrong places. When when has Luke Skywalker been funny? No. He's well, not funny. Well, he's not supposed to be. He spent 30 years cut off from the Force by himself milking sea cows and hanging out with fucking cute little bird fucks. See, that's the problem. 
the Ooh, you can eat, by the way. Start a quote page He's maybe on been there <laughs> cute little five bird years. Fucks. But 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 okay, good point. Yeah, even it's then, stupid. But even then, <laughs> he's still gonna you. I, the the parts that felt mo- the most Luke Skywalker-y to me were when he went back to the Millennium Falcon, where he sees R two. I cried. I won't lie. Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah. that scene, that's that awesome that scene, scene had me weeping, and that was an awesomely put together scene. The scene where he is whipping uh, Ray with a reed because it's a funny force joke. You're trying to teach somebody. You this person has been ha- basically hunting you down on this island of hermitude. Came to see you after your best friend and potentially brother died, was murdered uh. by the kid that you failed, and you're gonna make jokes. Like it just it again. Disney puts fucking comedy and shit where they don't need to be. Yeah. Were there some jokes that landed right? Sure. But the ones that landed wrong landed really fucking wrong. Well, Yoda's the right place for comedy, right? Yeah. And that scene, I thought, was perfect in the film. Yeah. One of the best scenes in the series, I think. Um, because it took you right back to episode five. Uh, Him and- playing pranks on a young young Luke. Yeah, yeah, and then, you know, the girl Ray has everything she needs already, and then you find out she already has the books. I mean, that was, well, like, well set up, you know. When someone pointed out to me that it is possible, because Yoda's a prankster, it is possible that Yoda set fire to the tree, not as some symbol of, like, of, of the Jedi going away, but just basically to keep Luke from knowing that Ray already saw Oh, that's books. what I thought, yeah, the whole I time. Didn't, I didn't yeah. put that together until afterwards, and I was like, oh my god, that's such a fucking Yoda thing to do. The Jedi are still going to... It, Luke may have been the last living Jedi at that moment. No. Well, so check this out. The time jump. That's probably the easiest decision that JJ is going to have to make. He's going to have to make a time jump of some sorts, right? But that's still a difficult problem. You guys going a year, five years? Not that. It's got to be short. I mean... Six months, like Empire it'll and probably be like... Return? Uh, Empire and Return was like... What was that? Was that How long was that? Two years. Han was in. T- what was it from New Hope to Empire? Three, because it's okay. in real time, like the Marvel movies. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and I think that's how the, they'll do it with this. Yeah, too. I was gonna It'll say be real six. time. Yeah, that's because I think that's the proper training. thing to do. But uh, you'll get to it. He has some comments that I completely agree. Yeah, with. Yeah, and so like this here is a, it's a, one of those shut doors that if I'm writing a screenplay, I don't want to have to deal with this. But he goes, the cool thing about Empire was that Luke was an ultimate underdog taking on two giants who couldn't be beaten. That's a great setup going into, you know, for Empire to return. He says, but Rey is already a better fighter than Kylo. We need to doubt that our hero will defeat the villain. Since The Last Jedi squashes that opportunity, I'm not sure what the audience is supposed to look forward to. What duel? Snoke's dead? You know, Ky- Kylo's already been bested? What Are you looking forward to that that reunion? That, that duel? We already know he's confused, too. So now there's nobody, there's no Snoke to... Um keep him pulled to to the dark side you know um and i assume uh, you know i saw some things even even in video land there were some comments about how ray's gonna come back and be like super master jedi in this movie that's not gonna bug me as much because i feel like that happened with luke uh between five and six too right he never went back and finished his training but he was fucking badass when he came back in return yeah but he had three years kind of badass but he had hard telling what he was that first scene where he comes in and they rescue han you know he gets shot in the hand he he's he's going he's trying but you can be it can be argued that he did some shit in three years right three years is a lot of all that shit from himself ben kenobi's journals 
Something. I mean, hard telling. Where, where are they? Three years <laughs> is a long time to... Who's <laughs> learned anything but re, re, by reading? <laughs> At least, no one's ever learned anything by reading. <laughs> At least your hero gets a journey of three years. Okay? Yeah, it can be true. argued. You're here... What's she gonna learn? What's she gonna learn in yeah. a year? I some mean, force ups. <laughs> because if anywhere, I see Kylo just running the uh, the first order just into the what ground. What first in order? Year. Yeah, exactly. He's got like a fourth of a ship, and he, well, and everyone else is dead. Do you see we, Kylo? That, we take, don't know that's the whole fleet. How could it not be? The Starkiller base is gone. They can't have that many people. They just can't. Yeah, but Percy Weasley's still around. Okay, but let's let's, so. give it a, let's give it a, <laughs> let's give it a, let's give it a year, Seth. What what? <laughs> <laughs> let's give it a sec. Let's give it a year. Where do you see the villain. first order in a year? Kylo Ren becoming a Darth Vader, ruling the galaxy, That's not how I running see it. it to the fucking ground. No, he's not running to the ground. What's he doing? I think that Hux is going to become the main bad guy. He's got to. They got to give him something. So what is Kylo going to do in the next fucking he's, movie? But the, he's going to kind of take the Emperor role. That like it'll be like uh, Vader and Tarkin. How about that? I just don't. I just don't buy it. I don't buy it either. But I mean, this is. I'm working with what little we yeah, have. That, so. Like, Hux will become the thing you hate. That's what I think. He will step gotcha. up to be that thing that you hate. But what's Kylo's motivation? What is he trying to do he or wants trying to, get, to be? Uh, he wants to get with now Rey. there's nobody above him, right? He wants to get with Rey. The, the last movie's going to be a huge epic battle between Kylo and Rey. And then you're going to have beat him. And then you're going to have Rose and Poe and Finn taking on Hux. And I've kind of already seen that. You know what I'm saying? I, there's no big bad threat like the Emperor Palpatine or a Snoke. And he goes on. There's no Death Star. There's no super weapon. There's no central thing to destroy. Yeah. Yeah, I can't stand it, any more Death Star stuff. So yeah, neither can I. That's a no-no for me. If they have another half-built laser that yeah. they can pull out but of But they don't ass, have no super weapon. You know? <laughs> they don't have a Snoke. They don't have a Palpatine. They just have a Kylo who isn't ready to lead the First Order. Yeah. Not in a year. Maybe five. Maybe five. I mean, so giving it back to JJ, he can, especially since it seems so evident that Ryan and he see so drastically different. Oh, all right. Well, I don't want to. I just, I got something. Oh. I got an idea with that. I think that, I actually hope that JJ, I hope that JJ's pissed that Ryan did what he did to his mystery box. Fuck yeah. Shit in it. You know what? No, I, he didn't. I there was already shit in the mystery box. I like the... Ryan mystery. opened the box. That's the problem. It's Jandor's box. It's Schrodinger's shit. It's like, <laughs> I mean, there there's... is both shit in and out of the That's box. He, I think he gave perfect setups. You know, I don't know if he would have liked the answers, but Ray's, Ray's parentage, who is Snoke, mm. like our but theories that's... on Snoke yeah. came from that, it, it evolved from that mystery box yeah. and it yeah. was a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. I would even buy Kenobi or that she's a um, a Palpatine was an awesome thing that came out of that, yeah. that mystery box. I think there were some great things. He went the simplest route with all of them. But there's a couple things that he didn't dick with and I can see that that happens because like he didn't dick with the Knights of Ren. Watch the Knights of Ren show back up. Do you know what he, he just, he just said why? He said, why what? He didn't put the Knights of Ren in. Why? Because he didn't have fucking time. He said he was going to make the Praetorian Guards the Knights of Ren. I assume they were them anyway. I, ass I so assumed it was. But, well, but, 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 but it wasn't, it wasn't expressly... It wasn't, yeah. That's out. good. So well, he, he, he came watch, out they can show up from the other side of the galaxy. He came into... He, so he said that yesterday or the day before. Gonna... He said that the, he could have made them the Knights of Ren, but then he had to kill them. And why would you put the Knights of Ren and get them killed? Oh, heaven forbid killing something. Yeah, he pumped the brakes on that. JJ is probably like, you touch them, motherfucker. Exactly. I would love for the, you know, Hux to 
stop being comedy relief because that's all he was in this he's movie. He's gonna step up. He'll he's be step up. He'll, I want him to be. I want him to be more Tarkin. I want him to be. I won't buy it though. I want. It's only why? here. No, no. He did it. In, he did it in seven. That's that, scary. That's he was actually. Yeah, he was scary. Cool. In he was kind of ferocious, and he was able to talk down. He 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 was able to talk at Kylo with some ferocity, uh-huh. and then of course you know there's that that moment of oh well fuck hey, hang on I'm I'm speaking to someone who can kill me in a heartbeat I should probably not pump the brakes uh, yeah it, like, pump the brakes as you have, have been saying uh, we I think that Kylo and the Knights of Ren because we haven't seen them legitimately because how cool would it be if like the Knights of Ren show up and then like the First Order kind of becomes a cult. Yeah, cult esque, yeah. and then less than a military like organization. Don't get well, those theories going. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't so, even say anything. So in Last Jedi, in, in, in Last Jedi, they sent the signal out to their friends on the rim. Yes, and in which no one showed up. Yeah. No one showed up. But it, in theory, Princess Leia sending you a message and you don't show up. In theory, there is other people out there that are fighting against the First Order. Lando. So we need time for the Rebels to lick their wounds and to gather people. I have a feeling that the next movie is just going to be... You know how we went to fucking Canto Bite for half the goddamn movie? I bet you the next movie... they better. I hope they learn from that because I have a feeling... What do you do with with Poe and with Finn? You're going to have them on escort missions going off on side adventures trying to get people for the Rebellion. Here's what I think they should do. And JJ, if you're listening, you're welcome to steal this idea. I think it starts out... With Luke Skywalker on that rock, right? Last Jedi was gotcha. all a force, uh, a dream that he had, and then you do whatever the fuck you want. Oh, he warns everybody about it and just says, "I I saw this. It doesn't go the way you think." Let's <laughs> and then, so repeats the same line. Exactly. This is not going to go the way you think, and then we do something different. And so this is nothing new either. But he says, and then there's explaining why two movies have gone by where the hero, Rey, has become a trained Jedi without any training like we've been mm, discussing. Yeah. And there's no question that Rey was related to a previous Star Wars uh, Star Wars Jedi in J.J.'s version. That's how he could explain Rey being as powerful as Kylo. With Johnson making Rey's parents nobodies, it invalidates that reasoning, which means J.J. has to come up with a whole new reason why Rey is so powerful and without training. As a result, we're going to get some clunky explanation that will undo everything Ryan set up, who ironically undid everything J.J. set up. I agree with that 100%. You have to. I like the sentiment of nobody. I like it. I don't. But no, 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 no. Hear me out fully. I like the, the sentiment of nobody becoming a Jedi, all right? But you need training. Okay, and not in this movie. This is the Skywalker saga. Yeah. Not every if you just take tear up the rules to Jedi, everybody's gonna be flying with fucking lightsabers or it's, brooms. Yeah, fucking you can broom kid. Yeah, then nobody can be a hero. Okay, but this is the Skywalker saga. And there has to be a connection. You just can't get to the last one and be like, done with the Skywalker. And guess what? It's the Ray saga now. No. But the problem is, is that they changed the the implications on the Force. In these movies now. Now, it's like, okay, so you kind of hit on it earlier, and I wanted to talk about it. With In episode 5, it kind of had this weird, like, Christian overtone to it, where if you believe it, it's real, okay? And then with the prequels, it's germs in your blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now with this one, it's like, oh, it fucking yields you! You don't even get to yield it! Yeah, yeah. And yeah that like, and then that puts implications on everything. So, yeah, yeah. that's the whole thing. that It's like, it doesn't really matter... Because the Force is controlling everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can't believe, again, this is a billion-dollar franchise, and they're making it up as they go. Didn't They did, can't be. Did, I hope I, not. I don't believe it. There's I don't either. Did, there, it, there didn't he say be. that? I'm sorry, but didn't he say that in his, that, that there is no magic 
a race board with the skeleton of the story on it. I, I I don't I don't have it in my notes. Oh okay. I, I thought I, I read bits, that. I took today. bits and pieces. Yeah. You probably okay. did. I thought I read that today. It, I can't believe that they had to have sat there and wrote all this out. They had to have because like but why they, write that thirty yeah. years? You yeah, mean right? three people with three different styles of writing and directing wouldn't make a cohesive story. Yeah, together. but you can have the skeleton <laughs> and a, how you yeah. get to these different yeah, pieces. Exactly. But yeah. then but then you have Kathleen Kennedy just telling Ryan he can do whatever yeah. he wants. Because there was that quote where it was like, she gave me the whiteboard, just told me to have fun. You know? And that, that does not connect to... Like, you know, you look at uh, Force Awakens, like, uh, Maz Kanata. She goes, it calls to you. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. You know, yeah. it doesn't. Why does it fucking call to her? Because she's a nobody? I don't think the Rey li- lineage is going to be a problem, right? That's, Sith, that's an easy fix. Sith, yeah, Sith 101 is... Preying on your worst fears, right? Yeah. So that JJ can just explain that away and be like, "Well, Kylo's a fucking liar. Exactly. He's a Sith. You can. So I mean, you can, but he's like he just like he says here. You can get, you can get by with it, but it's going to be clunky explanation that will do everything, undo everything Ryan set up, who ironically undid everything JJ set up. So you're just constantly playing like right and erase, right and erase. Well, that pendulum got started because of Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it. it it, because he went and undid so much work that J.J. had done in 7, 9, if it's going to be any good, needs to undo some of the bullshit that 8 did. How do you yeah. undo? Everything's dead. I know, yeah, and listen to this. Force ghosts. My Everything's dream theory's dead. working real well. <laughs> Everything's dead. He also goes on to say that Empire Strikes Back screenwriter Lawrence Kasdan builds up two major story threads by the end of the film. Are there any major story threads right now going into this last... This felt like a book end rather it than... It did. Uh, yeah. yeah. He says Lawrence uh, Kasdan set up Return of the Jedi, right? And uh, the first is that Han Solo has been captured and therefore needs to be rescued, right? The second is, will Luke defeat Darth Vader and the Emperor? In other words, Kasdan made sure his second film built up two important questions that would make you want to go see Return of the Jedi. I don't know, what makes Episode Nine worth going to? Will Rose wake up from the bed? <laughs> no shit, right? <laughs> And I thought Poe and Finn were supposed to be gay together, and now... Are they ever going to get all the porgs off the Falcon? I don't... (laughs) There's no Snoke. We've seen... That's episode nine. That's the whole movie. There's no Snoke. There's no power weapon. You know, there's... there's, Kylo's already been bested. Um, I just... Where the fuck do you go? I think he's got to run away to the Knights of Ren. He's got... He's got to know that he's like alone. That he's like. I think Kylo and the yeah. Knights of Ren are going to go on a ray hunt. Well, yeah. the Knights or, show pitch, up. Okay, pitch me. Let's let's pitch it. Let's let's. Okay, year nine. later. Okay. Hux is building up the military forces of the uh, of the um, First Order like because it. unfortunately they they are they have been splintered. Mm-hmm. Because do you have any idea how big that ship is? That ship is literally if you walked from here to six miles outside of Crawfordsville. That's how long that ship is. So some of it is still around, okay? So he's slowly building that up. Guess what? Kylo's uh, Kylo's college buddy showed back up, and they're they're recovering Sith artifacts. And guess what? They're even recruiting kids. They're going out there and finding those kids, and he's basically creating a a Sith temple. Like it? Yep. See? Already? Jeremy, you can take the wing. Opening scroll, though. Opening scroll, Leia's dead, right? War. (laughs) And the death of Princess Leia, right? Exactly. She sacrificed herself. To uh, get some more people into the resistance. She flew the into the sun. <laughs> with, she with, with, the, with the assassination of General Leia Organa. Or, better yet... She ate a live rattlesnake. After the assassination of General <laughs> of General Organa, the... Because the, the, then they start calling them rebels The again. Alliance, yeah. Yeah, the, the Alliance... Ga- the All of the Alliance planets gather 
at her funeral. Yeah. You know what bothers me most about Last Jedi? Mm. I just want to toss it out there. That, so, with the Canto Bite stuff, they save those animals. So, Justin... What about those kids? You just give them the ring? Yeah, yeah. Hey, you're part of the Rebel Alliance now. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, but they <laughs> like, got, they've just... got Force Brooms now. So? They've got... Was what? Percy Weasley going to be able to help What's the of any of those being Skywalkers? Does that even match up timeline-wise? No. Why would he be... Because he, he said that there was other people that he was training during Kylo Ren's... Oh, but they're all dead. Oh, no. no, that's just Ryan Johnson's yeah. way of being like, everyone can have the Force. The Force is everywhere. Well, how'd that little black kid figure well, out they the said story that, anyway? They said he the was last... telling the story that just happened. <laughs> Some time probably passed. They said in Last Jedi there was a handful of students left. Yeah, when but, the temple came down. Yeah, I think those that, are the Kylo, Yeah, that they had that's, to have I, been the Knights of Ren. I'm, yeah, but I'm we, assuming we know are... from comics and everything else in Clone Wars, there's always one that gets away. <laughs> I mean, fucking the, the one I like from Rebels. Um, what's his name? Kanan. Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, Kanan, dude. Mm. Like, he got away. Yeah. You know? How many are there that just got away? Yeah. There's like 13 second. kids. Kylo could have counted. Head count. <laughs> who's, who's here? Where's well, the 13th? Where's Jerry? He's under that log on fire. Leave him. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also, I got... I, I That was one of my favorite parts of Last Jedi was the... the Different tellings of what happened between Luke. Yeah, and I Kylo. like that too. Yeah. Well, we saw the the rubble collapsing and all the all the craziness and whatnot. As far as from Luke's perspective, Kylo never straight up said, "I murdered everybody." Mm-hmm. Luke's the one that said, and Luke and I believe didn't Leia in, in. It could have been though a certain point of view. Exactly. That, yeah, like, yeah. oh, he murdered. He because... murdered them all. It's like, no, maybe not. He took, took a handful away. of them with to, to keep yeah. them the safe from, on fire, from right? Master Luke. So, so what are you yeah. pitching me here? So what I'm pitching you is so they're in a gray in, temple. In fuck that, <laughs> hit you with Miss Bottle. Uh, there is the greatest. Temple. There is a line. So you you said the, the first order earlier. You mentioned the first order. Yeah. How big can it possibly be? It can't be big. Ah, but it can be. Hux makes a point of saying, "I could have made a clone army." Oh, okay. Project Resurrection was the creating stormtroopers. Shitty from, name, but I like where you're going. It's that's that's Star Wars canon. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's in Battlefront. Is it? Yeah, yeah. That's that's oh, how so that's how they create the force. The, the, that's how they get so many stormtroopers so fast. Is they're, ki- they get, they're kidnapping they, they kids. Kidna- they kidnap children them. and Shitty brainwash them. Project Resurrection. They're, they're resurrecting it's the badass. empire. No, no, Project. They're 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 creating a new empire. Sounds like a church camp or something. Heidi Klum is the judge of. So. All it takes is now that everything's kind of in in ruins and you know the, everything's all fucked but in up. A year? Ky- Don't put it a year. Fast forward a little bit. Okay. Give them, <laughs> give them five. Give them five years. It has to be a time jump. Dude. Give it them has five to be years. A nice, nice size. Uh, so you give them five years. They Hux, go to Camino. Uh, d- they could go to Camino. I, I, I maybe. Heavy pitching. It'd be cool. It'd be a cool time. You know, I cool feel about back. that. Like connect as much as you yeah. can. Yeah. I would love for them to own your bad baby. Basically. Zone. You know, have Hux go. All right, now, the the person who's kept me from doing it, I'm I'm on it. And now, you know, Kylo has his little fit and goes off hunting for Ray and the the Millennium Falcon ship. He's 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 going to go finish his hunt to go deal with her and her rebel allies uh, with the Knights of Ren. Mm-hmm. And then the military aspect of things is. The clone process is now in full swing. That's how I start the movie. There's a legitimate army. Hux 
in a thunderstorm, and he's talking to we somebody. We will have a climb and, he's, and he's talking, and Absolutely. he's like, are they ready? And then it pans around, and he's on fucking Camino. That's going to be fucking awesome. That's going to be so weird, though, after Last Jedi, though, because like he just comes off as such a pussy. Well, and... You build him up, though. You make him like you don't know, realize it's him. It's an it's a shadowy person. You know what we're gonna end up doing. We're just gonna skip right to fucking <laughs> this last movie. Uh, so I don't know if you noticed, but when Kylo was on the ground and Hux found him uh, after the after the supremacy got blasted by the went to shoot him. Did he give him a wet willy? He, no, he went, went for him. his gun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love for that to eventually. Maybe you know, like actually, yeah, that'd be awesome. come, actually come to fruition. Yeah, that'd be great. Hux pop him. I would love mm. that. And and Kylo, you know, being like, then becomes the new Tarkin without an emperor. It, that would be badass. See? I love that idea. Or see? because I still think that the, because That's it is cool. the Skywalker saga. The last Skywalker is Kylo. I want, or unless it's Hux. <laughs> Hux is a Kenobi. No. Damn I, it. <laughs> The Skywalker saga still ends with Kylo, uh-huh. and I hope that it, me personally, I hope that it ends on a good. Note. You got I tell you yeah. what, you guys I, are gonna fucking shit. When, I want it when to, Hux is a Kenobi. <laughs> goddamn, you're gonna go I, back I three years to, of AV like fucking shit. You'll be like, dude, I want. <laughs> Brad called it. He's Brad called it. He's such a genius. I want. I want it to be a nice bow at the end of the nine episodes. I want just the a Skywalker, gangster I, shoot off, dude. I, that'd be no, bad. No, no, no. no, no, no. Oh, like, oh yeah, Hux being gangster like that, just like pow. I would love for that to be the betrayal. Yeah, that yeah. turns Kylo completely against the First Order mm-hmm. and maybe into the arms of the Knights of Ren, which sounds kind of weird when I say that. Yeah, right. I don't say that. Either. Into the arms <laughs> of Rey. See, see so that's what smooch. I would go a little bit different way. I would have Kylo, he's too much of a lone wolf, I would have him going to find his buddies at the Knights of Ren at buddies. first. It's college and then, buddies. So, so Hux does get to kind of be in charge while he's gone. And yeah. then you've got Rey with the Rebels. And so that's Kylo's thing, is now he's coming back. And there's two sides. There's a yeah. light side and a dark side, and he's got to like figure out where he, he is. Is because, there any redemption awesome. for Kylo? Though? I think so. Because well, think about this. Okay, what? Well, I don't know because of the way that Ryan did this. At first, I thought that Kylo killed. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, no, I thought he killed his dad because oh, okay. if you remember the original trilogy, yeah, that's yeah. what you had to do to become a full blown Sith. Yeah. So I thought. That you know, Harrison Ford was was helping his son, like, take down the First Order from the inside and giving him the one thing he yeah, needed yeah, yeah. to be that's a Sith. What, that would have been cool. Um, but obviously, that's not the case now because Ryan put his shit in your mystery box. Yeah. Um, but that's what I would do: is I would have either Hux, either the First Order, not rally behind Kylo and him having to like run off to his old buddies because. There's some split there. Like, why is he not with the Knights of Ren now? There's yeah. some story. Where the fuck are there. they? That's just dumb. Laying on the Snoke's floor. In pieces. So maybe, maybe they don't. <laughs> maybe they don't even like him. You know, maybe he has to crawl back to them because um, maybe they kicked him out. You know, I don't know why he's not with them. Yeah, that could um, be kind of badass that he goes and like they won't even talk to him or whatever. But and I then, like one of them drinking milk. <laughs> And like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like blue milk, milk. like blue milk, like I'm, t- I'm talking right. Like they get there and then like, like you're on the same island. Exactly. That's what, oh, I'm, Jesus. That's what I'm saying. God, come on, guys. We're just drinking milk and won't talk to him. But I, I want him to be kind of out of the story for the first bit and have to like come back and like decide. Maybe a scar between his a little bit. Then, yeah, it'll be on the, the other the, eye. The, the Gungan, the Gungan in the room. 
all right, is like Ray has to have significant parents. I just don't buy this nobody stuff. You know what? They say that it's teaching people that you can be nobody and be a hero. I think it's teaching people to be lazy motherfuckers, man. Like you don't have to train. Oh, opening crawl. Uh, what? Kylo and Kylo having sought, having sought out and reconnected with the Knights of Ren has left the first order to seek out Ray's truce parentage and destroy them. That's not going to happen, though. No, no, but... We know as the audience that she doesn't now. Exactly. It's good storytelling. What? What? <laughs> what? But I think it defaces this last one, though. That's yeah, the d- thing. D- big time. It would Does be it, a big curve. I think for success, you have to. Yeah. Is that a problem well, at this point? I don't know. I'm just talking to kind of thumb there. your nose yeah, a little well, bit I mean, at something is that problem. is the fail. Well, we'll get to that because I love what Carson Reeves says at the end. So hold that thought. Okay. Okay. okay but uh, let's get on to some of these other ones real quick. We're running a little bit long, but this is fun conversation, guys. It's Star Wars. Um, it's Star Wars. We always go late on with Star Wars, but uh, I want significant parents for Ray. Uh, Force Ghost. Mark Hamill best be coming back for. I don't care what he's doing. He's bad. No, we need hmm. Hayden yeah, to talk some sense into Kylo Ren. How cool would that no, be? Yeah, Jake, it'd be, it'd be awesome. Jake Lloyd. But it, the, yeah, Luke, the Luke perfect. Force goes... He looks more like the old... Uh... <laughs> Sebastian Shaw. <laughs> I want a Luke Force Ghost to teach Ray how to like build a saber, or, or at least some Force Ghost. Maybe get that multicolored saber. She's a double. She's double, a double bladed. Multicolored? No. no. She's a double bladed saber, though. How sick oh. would that? Let be? me ask you this. Would this look stupid? Because no. she has. Of course which, it would. What colors does she have? Blue. She has blue. No, she has two of them, right? But no, she has nothing. Mortgage. The blue one got cut in half. Yeah, the blue. Yeah, yeah. blue she's, got she's, two, got the she's got the remnants of that. She's got the pieces. She has a blue one. A blue and just two blue just, ones? No, she just has a blue. She doesn't have two. No, she has it. two at the end of it. No, it's, it's in pieces. It's, That's it's, why. It's, 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 it's two halves of one thing. Of the Skywalker Because the, they, were, they were pulling the thing and it broke in the middle. Yeah, it ripped But it if you remember that video game, it's just a crystal inside that defi- decides the color. What was that, that Darth Vader video game? No one played it on PlayStation um, 3. Oh, I can't think uh, of called. It was like uh, I the Rise of the Sith or something. Yeah. You played. You played as Darth Vader's apprentice. Oh, Force Unleashed. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rise want, of the Sith. Same thing. That was really close, right? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like everything they did with Mark Hamill with Luke Skywalker, but I did like Mark Hamill in this yeah. a mm-hmm. lot. So he, I hope he has it's a role in the next one. Poe Dameron. I want him to be a, a badass leader in this next one, especially if we go like out five this, years. But this not with I Ray. I don't. Not, no, no, no. Yeah, did you, let's call that right now. Did Fuck you notice Rose, that, dude? I want. I want Finn. <laughs> And I want um, Ray together. Oh, really? That's my. I was all in on I that Poe and them. Finn. No. Uh, like, Why? Why did you want that? Because no. I thought that it would be fun. <laughs> I thought it would be so funny because you're you so know, progressive. Po, well, Poe's supposed to be this badass, right? And Finn's a little pussy, and so I just thought it would be funny. <laughs> Think about it this way. Think about it this way. Because we're How many think- joysticks is Poe. Like, <laughs> no, yes. We're thinking about two movies. You know, we're talking about Force Awakens and Last Jedi, but look at it from fucking Ray's perspective. She's only been gone for a couple days training with Luke Skywalker. She comes back and looks like Finn shacking up with Rose. That looks like a dog. Well, she forgot about him too, though. Because she's like, "Oh, oh Poe. Po. That's three letters. Po. That's intriguing." Ray Poe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had a, a look at the end. No, the, he goes, and she goes, "I'm Ray," and he goes, "I know." You didn't see the twinkle in their eyes. No, but didn't you hear what he said? Huh? I know. I, yeah, he fucking knows. 
Just like, don't. No. Just like, don't. Just like, No, I want Ray and Kylo together. You want Ray so and Kylo? I. I do too. No, so I do no, too. No. They can make weird looking babies. I want, that would be a weird fucking look. No. High I pants. Want, I want Chewie and a Porg together. I want, creepy. I want Ray <laughs> to eventually be a Kenobi, and I want the Skywalkers and the Kenobis. Who's she shipping with? To, fucking Kylo. God damn it, Raylo, no. baby. <laughs> the chemistry they, they between need to Finn be... and Ray. I like it too, but she likes that bad boy. And it could be bad, I, and, and that and that ties <laughs> that ties the absolute perfect bow on the saga. Oh, it doesn't. It absolutely <laughs> does. No, it, but she has it, to have significant. They become the, the, it, it puts a Skywalker and a Kenobi as the king and queen of the Force. Fuck effectively, that. I want them to be brother and sister. I want it to come back around somehow. I don't. It, How do you explain that? Luke and Leia just decided it's to. Like bone ten years again. older than her. Yeah, it's funny. Carson even says that he, like he wants that to happen as well. I agree with one hundred percent. He's like, there's a there's a lot of shit. JJ asked like, well, that's, that's, what Ryan, that's what Ryan Johnson set up is for them to be brother and sister, he right? Says he says because they were doing those like back and forth things, and then they immediately cut yeah, yeah. to Luke and Leia doing back and forth in the same well, way. Like I agree with this, but he says. We will find out that... Ky- so this is what he wants. We will find out that Kylo and Rey are brother and sister. It's going to be a miserable bout of exposition explaining how this will happen. Why her parents ditched her or if Leia had a child with someone else once Han left. But it's the only way this trilogy can be wrapped up nicely. Kylo and Rey need to be siblings. I agree with that. I, I want them to that. be brother no. and sister so much. Fuck you. I hate it. No. We need a dogfight between Poe and Kylo Ren. I'd be down with that. Him telling jokes. No, fuck. Poe you the road, Kylo. No, <laughs> Kylo and Poe dog fight. Yeah, and he's like, "Why the chicken cross?" Where the they road? get the dog? Talking on the no on the X wing. No, are these like crystal X wing and X wing and Tie Fighter? Them yeah. fighting. And he, calm, he calms that? in. Top Gun. He calms in. Lasers just fucking flying past the ship. He's like, "Hey, Kyle, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Ren." He's like, "My name's Kylo." He's like, "No." Kyle. <laughs> I'm trying to reach Kyle Ren. Can you I'm transfer to him to me? Kyle. I'm trying to reach Kyle Ren. Can you please transfer him to me? <laughs> hey, ride the chick across the road so he can blast your fucking ass out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Movie over. Written and directed by George Lucas. Someone help from Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Kylo Ren dies in the first five minutes of the movie. Oh, all right. Well, we're going off the rails a little bit here, guys. Right, but right, um, right. but Snoke, then. Where are you going with Snoke? What about him? He's dead. He's dead. He dead. Gone. That's the beauty what if of he's a force projecting when he got sliced in half. See, everyone was saying that. He's still alive. Well, that, that would, cheapens this movie if he it is. It would cheapen Luke Skywalker's fucking shotgun well, moment. J.J. said he wasn't a Sith to begin with, so I don't think... It, but then Ryan makes him a Sith, right? No, mm-hmm. not, not exactly. Really. He, never out, he never outright says it. He's just a dark side user thing. Yeah. yeah. I want that Force vampire shit so But he bad. calls Me him too. his apprentice, and obviously yeah. Kylo's a Sith, right? No. no. I, uh, Kylo is, is it, he, a, a, a Knight of Ren, whatever that means. He's a master of the Knights of Ren. Yes, we don't know. Well, the master. Right? Yeah. Isn't he the leader? He is the he's master like, of the Knights of Ren. Yep. We it took me like three watching those Force Awakens because I thought he said I kept the last. That, of... I kept thinking that Snoke said the last of the Knights of Ren, and I was like, "What happened to the other ones?" They died in the rain. Uh, but then <laughs> one day I had to watch this movie with the subtitles on because my kids were sleeping, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, he says master." <laughs> Never mind, man. So I, I don't know. I I want Snoke to still be a present somehow. I I'm don't kind of hoping. I don't too, know how. I'm kind of hoping too that shot uh, with the lightsaber in the rain. You know what I'm talking about? We're in the vision in Force Awakens. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of hoping that's somehow the future. I would love for that. I hope Mark Hamill is haunting the shit out of Kylo. But th- would that be weird? He, would that like... be weird? That sounds like a Ryan Johnson thing to do, doesn't it? It d- it happens yeah. though in the legacy comic books. Does it? Yeah, that Luke is 
haunting his grandson, basically. Hmm. His grandson's is it, taking... Is it interesting? Yeah, and his grandson's taking drugs to make him go away. Huh. It's interesting. The, the, well, he's, uh, like, saying, like, you need to save the galaxy. This is your birthright. And he's like, I don't want to save anything. But Luke was kind of a dick with him when he was fighting well, him on... Luke uh, was always a force moderate, right? Yeah. I mean, he always kind of, like... <laughs> the first time you see him use real force stuff, aside from the, you know, close your eyes and lift shit and, you know, feel the torpedo bending at a 90 meter angle, you know, that stuff. He chokes out two Gamorrean guards in Jabba's palace. Like, he's just straight up like, no, no. Pass the fuck out. You know, like, yeah. he's always had a little bit of a dark streak. And in the the art book for Last Jedi, which is awesome, by the way, uh, there's a shot that... Oh, yeah, I have that on the shelf. Uh, there's a shot of Luke being yeah. haunted by a red Force ghost. <laughs> there's also a picture of Luke Skywalker bald. Which looked really weird. Really weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kylo Ren bald, too. Right? I know, yeah. So they just threw everything people. at it. Make everybody bald. Let's just see what it looks like. Maybe right. Oh, that doesn't work. bald now. <laughs> All right, guys. Do you want to see what uh, what Carson thought real quick? Yes. Sure. He says uh, there's there's ways that you can salvage uh, this trilogy. Here's his best guess at where they'll take Episode Nine. Um, he said he would give it a shot, <laughs> you know, but uh, it, it's a hard job. He said opens uh, Episode Nine's opening crawl will alert us that a year has passed. All right. He says Rebels have gained some soldiers. Uh, Kylo is ruling the galaxy with reckless abandon. Um, Kyle, uh, Kylo will be lonely. Both of his mentors are dead. His parents are dead. He wants Rey to join him to fill that void. Uh, we will find out that Kylo and Rey are brother and sister. We went over that. Um, make Knights of the Ren a major part of this story. Um, bring a new villain in. Make him badass. Give us a Darth Maul, but with more meat, which is going to be hard to do this late in the game, he says, though. Um, which, yeah, that would be really difficult. He says, next, we need more aliens and key roles, which I agree as well. He says, all the key characters now are played by humans. We need new good aliens like Chewbacca and new bad aliens like Jabba. I agree with that 100%. Um, get some bounty hunters in here. The rebels have no choice but to hire them. That should be cool. I think that's a great idea, too. Uh, think outside the box a little bit. And then, she meanwhile... trained by Boba Fett. And this one sounds boring as fuck, but it's probably where they're going to go. Meanwhile, Poe and Finn, um, who hopefully left Rose in the trash compactor, are doing what sounds like recruitment missions with a few adventures. I don't know. It sounds like Canto Bite all over again, you know. But uh, now we have to destroy the First Order somehow. We don't have a Death Star as an option. So the goal will be to infiltrate the First Order's base planet, wherever that is, and destroy it. That's kind of where he's going for episode nine. We hit on some of those things too. You know, we mm -hmm. disagree a little bit on the um, Kylo and Ray siblings thing, but yeah, we all want to see Knights of Ren. I love that uh, bounty hunter thing. I want a key. Even in Rogue One, I wanted one of the. Uh, uh, they had some people on the ground that were you know different aliens. Yeah, and I wanted yeah. one of them to be a part of that Rogue One crew. You know. And I think they're getting kind of far away from that, so I'd like to see that. And we mind some actual George Lucas creation aliens. Yes. Yeah, right. And like Rodians, Ichthorians. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. Have, again, go back to, I know everyone gives Jar Jar shit, but I'd like to see a Gungan. The Gungans were cool. The one that comes in is like, oh, Jar Jar. Captain Tarples. Yeah, that dude's badass. I would watch a movie with him. He came off very, uh, I would love very to, Asian I'd love centric, to, I'd you love know? to see a, uh, uh, like, in one of these background shots, or hell, even give like a Rebels staff. cartoon, give a, have like a like a like a Gungan bounty hunter is all like cybered out. Give him like a creepy Kano from Mortal Kombat eye. Yeah, yeah something you know, right. Make a make a fucking because they have a cool badass. voice. They have a fun voice that you would want to quote. You yeah, know? I, I don't know. He's a bomb bad hunter. <laughs> Holy shit, you know, <laughs> dude, this is badass. And um, throw those little stun balls at people, and then put them in chains. 
Sorry. No, dude, I think it's badass. Well, let's wrap this up and get your thoughts. But Carson (laughs) ends... Carson ends by saying, you don't need to honor anything that Ryan Johnson did since he sure the heck didn't honor your story. Why not make Star Wars Episode Nine your big, bad J.J. Abrams experiment? Make it three hours long, not just because that'd be nuts, but because it's needed. You have to spend the first hour undoing most of the shit, I added that part, (laughs) shit that Johnson did, then build up a whole new set of circumstances to play out. Just get weird. I mean, who cares at this point? The rule of thumb now is make whatever movie you want. You might as well take advantage of that. And there's nothing more that I'd like to see than an unhinged, balls-to-the-wall J.J. Abrams movie. Sign me up, (laughs) is what he says. So fucking ignore (laughs) this shit, and let's get back into Star Wars. What's your thoughts? I think the the end cap on the saga could easily be three hours long. Uh And I don't think anyone would freak. I think think as long as it was a decent movie and had good pacing... I think that everyone would be okay with it if it ends things well. As long as it looks pretty, that's all I care about. Like, as long as he works that magic they did with Episode 7, where everything seemed so real, because most of it was, Mm -hmm. I'm game. Well, again, I would like it to be a wrap-up of all of the movies, too. Mm -hmm. Don't, again... But aren't they going to keep making more? Of the the Skywalker side? Yeah, I thought they were going to do 10 and... That they're going to do 10, 11, 12. Thought that was talked about or something. No. Okay. This, is, this is the end of the Skywalker They're making up as they go, bro. They might be. I was going to say, who knows? Five years from yeah. now, they might be like, so episode 10. But yeah. as far as I know right now, Snoke's this is return. the end of the... <laughs> Guess what? Snoke's alive. Did <laughs> <laughs> she see that one coming? Yeah. Curator <laughs> shouldn't He was, shit, a, he was a force projection as well. <laughs> yep. What no, I, I'm fine with that. I think... I, I agree. I agree that... There is a lot of splaining to do, Lucy, and that um, to do it right, that he's going to have to take time. He's right? got to pull his you balls out and rub it in Ryan's face. Yeah, well, it just if he if he speeds through it, it's not going to be fun. You know, it's he's got to take time. He's got to like take a yeah, break. Had to, from, right? Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. I mean, he's got to sl- rub him slowly on his face. right? <laughs> Real slow for the first hour. You know, there's got to be some foreplay. Um, Got to hose off that fucking box. (laughs) And then there needs to be some cuddling after as well, right? Because it's got to it's got to wrap everything up. Uh, I don't have any more sexual innuendo. (laughs) (laughs) But I agree, it's going to be a long movie, and if it's done right, I won't care. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of stuff can be fixed with Last Jedi. I was thinking about this. I hope I can explain it right, but right now it's jarring. Okay. But sitting down when all three of these movies are done, being in the living room with someone who hasn't watched these movies, right? And they get to Last Jedi, right? And they're like, they feel like we do. Ray's parents, Snoke's dead. What the fuck's going on? And then they're able to pop the next movie in right away. And they're like, okay, there's a payoff here. Okay, I was I was on the edge here. I didn't think they paid me off, but they do pay us off. I would be okay with that because there's moments I do I do like Last Jedi. I give it a three point five. Yeah. Things I like, things I don't like, but I think most of my problems can be fixed, and this could be just a big two and a half hour cliffhanger movie. You know, um, depending on what they do with the next movie, might turn out to be one of those things where the the movie that comes after enriches this one. Yeah. By design. Yeah, by design. Yeah. So, uh, what do you guys think of Carson Reeves here and uh, uh, ShadowScript.net? 
I think uh, he's got a good, pretty good head on his shoulders. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I, th- I think that he's he might be a little hyperbolic in places, but, mm-hmm. but he's trying to get his point across. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, I think it's awesome. I think that a lot of his views are. You can tell that he really does have, you know, his heart is in this is in this genre and it's in the movie, you know, in the movie business because he's not just looking at it from a they fucked up my Star Wars point of view. Like he actually yeah. does have some stuff where it's he's looking at things that are Ryan V Ryan Ryan V Johnson, you know, or Ryan V Abrams. Yeah. So um, you can check him out, Carson Reeves, at shadowscript.net. Is there any other comments you guys want to make about Backlash, Kathleen Kennedy, Episode 9, anything before we head off into movie news? No. All right. <laughs> Save us, J.J. Abrams. You're our only hope. We will be back with movie news. <laughs> Welcome back to movie news. Hello. This is where we talk about the latest scoops, rumors, trailers that you might give a shit about so you can stay in the loop and up to date. The Han Solo movie finally has an official synopsis. Uh, Board the Millennium Falcon and journey to a galaxy far, far away in Solo, a Star Wars story. An all-new adventure with the most beloved scoundrel in the galaxy through a series of daring escapades deep within a dark and dangerous criminal underworld. Han Solo meets his mighty future co-pilot Chewbacca and encounters the notorious gambler Lando Calrissian in a journey that will set the course of one of the Star Wars saga's most unlikely heroes. Well, no shit. <laughs> they told me nothing that I didn't already no, know. No nothing. Chewbacca's in this movie? Lando's in this movie? Was- the William Falcon's in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna have an adventure? I bet those dice are gonna be important. I know, no. right? And then people are expecting a trailer, right? And they're nope, like, we're it's not- com- something's coming, guys. I hope something's they don't coming. do a trailer. I hope it just releases. Any kind of cool? That's don't hilarious. even know going in. Yeah, Man, that so... is like the biggest no shit. <laughs> Possibly <laughs> ever. But have you guys heard what Paul Bettany said a couple weeks ago? Mm-hmm. He, he, he pretty... vision. Yeah, yeah, vision. Everyone. It's vision. Vision for all you homeschoolers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the vision. <laughs> but he des- he described the film, because he's in it. He described the film yeah, as... Who does he play? I'm not for sure. Vision. Han Solo. <laughs> Han Solo. They have several of them. It's Vision. It's yeah. the Avengers cross over. Han Solo's brother, Glenn Solo. Glenn Solo. He's Kylo. He's Kylo. He's Kylo. He's Kyle Ren. Kyle Ren. <laughs> but yeah, he said it's a it's a gangster movie. He's like, you guys are really going to like this. It feels like a caper gangster movie. And I hope he's right, because if they're filming this like a gangster movie, we get bounty hunters, and we get you know Jabba's Palace, and we get to what we... The, the old Star Wars vibe, and we get to spend time in the seedy underbelly of Star Wars scum and villainy. That could be pretty cool. Well, get A, but we know. I heard. <laughs> we, we've heard. Well, I, I was going to say, I keep hearing Boba Fett's in it, too. I just keep hearing that. They're like, oh, yeah, he's going to make an appearance in it. Cool. Yeah. Whatever. Give me something. Well, he was a really active bounty hunter in the Clone Wars, like we, and he was young at that time. Mm-hmm. Like, the Clone Wars cartoons, again, one of my biggest things that I think that Disney keeps dropping the fucking ball on is not connecting all of their tissues. You know, like, it it took the fans poking and prodding with hot pokers to have that one trooper on Endor be fucking (laughs) Rex. Rex. And that's, and even then, Mm -hmm. that was basically someone at Disney going, yeah, I guess they do kind of look alike. Yeah, that's definitely him. (laughs) Okay, cool. You know, like... 
if do more of that. Yeah. Like you just said, you know, have a, a younger Boba Fett. Yeah, mm. this is full of bounty hunters and you know organized crime. And Alden Ehrenreich is really good at, as Han Solo, and Woody Harrelson delivers. Man, I still have hope for this movie. It's it's actually my number one. Um, it's my number one movie. I can't wait to see this year, only because you know one at Star Wars, but two, I want to see if they can pull this off. I am so interested in what what this is going to look like when it comes out. You have any comments? Um, I, I'm hopeful about it. Uh, Rogue One was not for me. Um, you know, so if they uh, if they don't hit this, then I probably won't be returning to the non-canon uh, movies. But I'm gonna give it a chance. You liar! You you'll still see them. You no, lying whore mouth. <laughs> Angelina Jolie mouth. I'll watch them at home <laughs> on demand. <laughs> uh, so and then Kevin Smith thinks that the Millennium Falcon will be destroyed in Star Wars Episode Nine. Better not. <laughs> Jesus oh Christ, my, my, my little heart. <laughs> no, I think that they could float off of having Chewbacca and Hans and uh, and the Falcon be like your yeah. one link to everything. You could keep changing everything, but keep but those two things the same. Did you see Andrew, Andrew Brandon Carroll like a couple weeks ago? Actually, it was around Last Jedi. He goes, man, he, I forget exactly what the conversation was, but I think it was pretty much like, I want Billy D. Williams in episode nine. And I go, no, no, oh <laughs> no. God, and he no, goes, why don't. not? It's like, I think he took offense for a second because like, why don't you want Billy D. Williams in there? Why, why not? And I'm like, because they'll fucking kill him. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> Who have they killed so far? You got Luke gone, you got Han Solo gone, and they're just going to, Leia's dead. <laughs> They're going to kill off fucking anybody you put in episode 9. Billy, stay the fuck away, man. Keep Lando in Cloud City or where the fuck he's at. Hello, <laughs> what do we have here? But Kevin Smith says, I think it's the Falcon, Smith said. He says, that would really rip all of our hearts out. And at the same time, legacy cast is gone. Maybe they don't necessarily, if it's a big enough story beat. He goes, I bet you that's what goes is the Millennium Falcon. I just killed Chewbacca while they're. I mean, scientifically, it makes sense, right? I mean, we can't even build spaceships that go into orbit more than once. And how long is the? It was already a piece of shit when we first saw it, and now we're what five more movies? Can you imagine Ryan Johnson? He he decides he's taking over episode nine, right? And they kick JJ to the curb, and the first scene, a fucking porg gets in the windshield. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) And that fucking pressing on the. <laughs> it comes down like fucking Star Trek and into darkness. <laughs> no. Fucking just tumbling into fucking chorus. And then in the flames, there's those little chicken pork bodies. Yeah. <laughs> everything, everything is destroyed and on fire. People are screaming, but the porgs walk out unscathed. <laughs> Spencer is somewhere throttling you. <laughs> His mind. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so with the Fantastic Four set to join Marvel Cinematic Universe. Thanks to the Fox Disney buyout, an epic piece of fan art shows John Krasinski as Reed Richards, a.k.a. Mr. Fantastic in the MCU. What are you guys' thoughts on him playing Reed Richards? I really could not care any less. Yeah? yeah. I mean, uh, uh, with Fantastic Four in general, or just with him? I I think adding First stuff... First family, bro! No, here's the deal. I think Fantastic Four are fine. I just think adding stuff... To the already swollen and glutted Marvel family as it is. Hater. No, no, I dig Marvel. I do. I really no, do. I love their don't. movies. I know. I, I don't. Do. I don't. I love their movies. Spider-Man I... Homecoming was shit, and I'll say it again. Oh, I'm no! Gonna say, I'm going to say it on every my podcast. Number two. Oh. I just my number two. You know what my number one is? 
Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. Are you fucking kidding me? No, if I was kidding you, I'd say, Brian, why did the chicken cross the road? I'm talking about Thor Ragnarok. Oh, my God. Bradley. Oh, man. I love it. I understand the complaints, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> the complaints that it was bad from start to finish? Is that... Oh, my God. My, my brain is... Ser- what was I talking about? I seriously just had, like, a thought Seth, ripped out of my Seth, brain. tell him my rule at the movies. We're talking about John Krasinski And he's having the fun. Office. He's ignoring all the problems. <laughs> Thank you, oh Seth. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's why I got a co-host. <laughs> you don't need more swollen Marvel throbbing universe. There we go. Yeah, I, I just I think that I think that adding more I, there's all there was also the fucking you know rumor not rumor maybe whatever. Oh, but CW can have about, Black Lightning. There, he's Black not Lightning. part of it. Uh, he should be. Uh, he's not. He should be. He's not. He there's looks like very, it. They they've already said it at he's this not. time. What they're gonna vibe him in? Neat. It, cool. It's the same way they do Supergirl. <laughs> Neat. So. But but let's be honest. Quality of the CW doesn't need to be quite as high as the three hundred million dollar budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah movie. exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, but no, as far as I'm concerned, you know, the Marvels doing just fine with the stuff that they've oh. got. They've got a really good setup for their next fucking eight movies, ten movies. They don't need to be like, oh, okay, now we have to backstory in a whole new origin for four new people that are mega important in Marvel Universe. Yeah, I'm curious oh, how they're going to do And then that. we've got the Hugh Jackman potential Wolverine cameo. Fuck that. Just do your movies. Oh, man. I know. You know what, dude? Logan ended on a nice note. It really mm-hmm. did. But, man... I do want to see Wolverine. No. I want to see him next to Iron Man, dude. I want I want to get that chubby dude at the theater, man, when I see that. That I, is an event, man. Then, then reboot. I mean, that story, they put, uh, uh, they ended the story, right, in, in a good way. And if you bring him back, you just like say, fuck you, Logan. Well, not really, because uh, that's the last, that's the end of the story, right? So it's yeah, still his but... final swan song if they did it beforehand. Well, it, well and they won't be connected, they won't. They yeah, won't actually true. be part of the same universe, but they are because it's the same actor and the stupid fucking cottage cheese out of my ears. Yeah. Leave him alone. I get Let the, him retire I get the criticism, but if I'm having fun, and you know what I'm gonna have fun with seeing Hugh Jackman with the yellow fucking suit on next to Iron Man. No, they're not gonna. No, do they're I, not gonna do it. Oh I want to see that. But uh, back to John Krasinski. Um, he was one of the finalists to play Cap. He's been wanting to be in the MCU for a while, and he's still very passionate about being in the MCU. So I don't know if it'll be... Make him Adam Warlock. Reed Richards or not? That might be interesting. He's a little bit too buff to do that now, I think. You know who I want to see as Warlock? No. The most audience members wouldn't know. But um, give him two roles. I want to see fucking Bradley Cooper oh, as Warlock. say Jonah Hill. Skinny Jonah Hill or Fat Jonah Hill? In between. (laughs) (laughs) He's already in it, right? In Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Who? He's the raccoon, right? What are you talking about? Bradley Cooper. (laughs) It's Bill Murray. No, (laughs) no, but um, yeah, Uh, no one would know. I mean, but Bradley Cooper has that, you know, golden locks, and I don't know. I think he would be. I think he'd be a good fit. But um, John Krasinski, I think he would uh, make a good Reed Richards man. So I hope that he gets into the MCU because I like his look. And I've been wanting him to do something else. Like he's been he's been doing some like um, you know, action films like Thirteen Hours, Benghazi, things like that. He's got he's, an Amazon Jack Ryan series. Does he? Or Reacher or whatever. He seems like the star that they go for. Like he's not mega huge, you know? He's like a Paul Rudd, you know, where he can He's not really doing too much. Bring him in, pop him up into a big star. I think he would fit perfectly into the MCU, and I I love the. He probably looks a little bit too jacked for Reed Richards, 
you know, in this fan art that they have going around. That's okay. probably my only complaint because he looks. Have you seen it? The, I don't know the fan if I art. Ever he not, looks pretty maybe. ripped. But if you're that fucking smart, you're probably gonna be ripped. Just saying. If Take you're made care. of elastic, you can be ripped. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what. That's why all nerds are ripped, right? Yeah. True, bro. <laughs> True, bro. So, what do you think about this, guys? John Krasinski. Mr. Mr. Fantastic. I don't know. In the MCU, do you want him in the MCU? I don't know. I don't really want to. I kind of lean more towards what, with what Brian was saying. Is like, tread lightly. Don't mess with your idea just because you acquire all these other properties. Yeah, it's you not re- going to be overnight though. Like they're still running with you know the Dark Phoenix saga, and they're still running with Deadpool two, and uh, they're, it's not going to be anytime soon. They have the schedule up to already what twenty twenty one for MCU, so they're thinking about the future. Future, yeah, you know, bringing these guys. Yeah, in. I mean you're going to be so fucking. T- I'm tired of it now. You're going to be so tired of it. It's not going to matter. Shut up, man. You're going to go see Aquaman. You're not tired of superheroes. You're just tired of these superheroes. Aquaman's not Marvel. I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you're just tired of these superhero movies. You're not tired of superheroes. No, but that's what I'm saying. Is in in 2022, am I going to be going to a Marvel movie? No, I can barely go now. Hmm. Whatever. <laughs> I think it'd be. I went to Thor Ragnarok, and that was the biggest waste of time ever. I mean, that's Brad's favorite. They need to movie. switch. At least Justice oh, League was perfect. Yes. What did you say? I said at least Justice League was a perfect movie <laughs> start to finish. Thor Ragnarok is my favorite Guardians movie. All right, so. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> Next topic. Solid. Um, so I'm going to let uh, Brian kick this one off, all right? So you, uh, you had thoughts about Ryan Johnson entering Star Wars. Yeah. What do you think about Paul Thomas Anderson doing a Teen Titans that's movie? My, that's my thing on my notes. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Uh-huh. Uh, I kind of hope that if if this is something that happens where they make a Titans movie, um, I hope they don't call it Teen Titans first off, uh, because I hope that they do them in their twenties, not as kids. Oh, I thought you were going like really early, like teeny weeny Titans. No, no, no. I hope that I hope they do them a little a little Teen older. Preteen Titans. I hope, I hope I hope they do them in their their like just post college, slightly matured. You know that they've been you know like X Men. Just like Eklund. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that it could be a really good way. Because I, I don't... I Titans really, first class? I, <laughs> Do they have a school? Yeah. No, they have a tower. Um, <laughs> I I would like... Because when they announced that they were eventually going to do a cyborg movie... Uh-huh. I, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I'm actually... Uh-huh. You know, I'm, a, I'm a huge DC fanboy and they generally can't do anything wrong. No! But... <laughs> Cyborg, a cyborg movie on its own does not really appeal to me. Uh, he has always been a part of a team. He's always been, you know, a team player, and people do well paying playing off of him. And I think that it would be this would be a really cool movie to fill that spot. Make this a very cyborg centric movie about him attaching himself to these other people. You know these other superheroes and whatnot. But isn't he already part of the Justice League? Couldn't they have Iron Man come in and give him a special suit that he doesn't need because oh, he has superpowers already? Else. And then he could be like, "Put me in, Coach. I really want to be part of the team." And then, oh, I get uh, it because he was a football player. <laughs> oh, I got that. But is he already part of the Justice League? He is, but there's nothing that says that you can't play ball on. But on God, now I'm making football <laughs> things. But you you could easily you know moonlight to two teams. There's nothing that says, "Hey, you're a Justice League member. You can't be part of the Titans." You know, so, maybe he founds the Titans. You know, he you know one of those 
founding member kind of thing get gets these guys together or whatever. I don't know. Uh, you know, Boogie Nights is amazing. There will be blood, whatever. But it's it's a good. I don't care for, but it's still a good flick. Um, so I think the guy could do it. I just again, it falls in the category of there are a handful of DC team ups that are so out there because when they formed the team in the comics, they were just like. I'm going to grab this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy because I think it's cool. Yeah, yeah. And then they came up with reasons afterwards. Like, I don't know how a movie, even if you make it cyborg, you know, based around the mother box that he's built off of, you know, he's, you know, he's gathering them from other dimensions or whatever, you know, how do you explain away Raven and Starfire in one movie? Well, what about uh, the existence of a Robin? Exactly. You yeah. know, do you go back to, you know, you get a Robin out of retirement, you know? Well, and that's where I don't but then think he's, the movie would work. Is because, because then he's too old because yeah. Batman's well into his fucking 50s. Well, well, and DC has not been successful at trying to introduce multiple characters in the same movie. And for a Teen Titans movie or a Titans movie, you'd have to do that. You'd have to introduce multiple characters and... I love DC, and I've been a fan of the movies when others weren't, but that that has not been a success of theirs. It's not been their strong suit to introduce multiple characters at the same time. So what do you think about Paul Thomas Anderson, one of our most respected directors, Boogie Nights, Magnolia, There Will Be Blood, taking over Teen Titans? I mean, I think he can make a good movie. I just don't know if... Um, I don't know if the world and the characters would allow him to do that without without something beforehand and there's not going to be a raven movie too bad daniel day lewis is is retiring supposedly because i think he would be awesome in he seems like a dc he's got that grit he's got that grit i think he would be awesome in a dc movie man so that kind of sucks but you have any thoughts on that stuff seems like something that would work a lot better as a tv show oh wait it's being made as a tv show and it will be better than the movie because you can develop several characters over the course of a season is this like animated or is it full have you seen the picture of robin Mm -mm. he looks slick looks awesome he looks Mm -hmm. really slick like and they just need to make fucking cw is it where's not cw no no it's uh but they're not throwing out the idea that they could it'll end up on the cw well eventually (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it's weird like they all do look like cw actors like they're all that pretty you know they need to make movies with the cw i think they'd fare a lot better give those you know creators 300 million dollars could you imagine what steven amell could do with that budget could be six of them. I was thinking more like Grant Gustin. But <laughs> Grant Gustin? Yeah. He'd look pretty cool, too. Yeah, I don't know. The The beauty of the CW is they don't need that many viewers, right? If they get a third as many viewers as, as CBS Jumanji, at the same Jumanji. hour, they're like, they're happy about it. It's like, good. And so they have less to, to like answer to, so they're able to do more. Yeah. If they had a big budget, they'd have to answer to more people. They'd ha- I mean, that's where it, it, shit gets in the way. They, so. I, yeah, I say fucking sell DC to Paul Thomas Anderson. Let him do whatever he wants with it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all I have. Um, do you guys have any movie news? Uh, I have four notes of movie news specifically on the Shazam movie. Oh damn! There's been a ton of Shazam news this week. Um, well, last last weekend it's fired up. <laughs> well, last la- last weekend was the the DC. Uh, a DC Extended Universe convention okay. in Washington. DC and DC. Um, they, did, cool. they did some Gotham stuff. They did So there's been a bunch of stuff coming out of that, and most of the like verified news has been all Shazam. 
so you can tell that they, the studio is obviously focusing a lot on... Who's playing Shazam? Zachary Levi okay. is playing uh, the grown-up, the actual, like, hero body. Billy Batson is being played by... Oh, shit, I should have wrote that down. Um, is The Rock actually going to well, be in this There movie? was a Facebook comment this week that said Zachary Levi... Is a poor That's man. Kyle poor fucking man. Brown. Is a poor man's John Skrzynski. Yeah, he's high. <laughs> Whatever. Fucking Kyle. Is is Black Kyle? Adam yeah. actually showing up in this movie? So the primary villain is going to be Doctor Savara, which is going to be what? I'm li- I'm listening. Okay, I'm just processing. Play, play, is going to be played by Mark Strong. Okay, Sinestro. Um, well, no longer. It's a shame. <laughs> um, and. Everybody knows that Dr. Savara, well, anybody who's been following Captain Marvel slash now Shazam, Dr. Savara, his big thing is he's like this evil fucking scientist, but he gets zapped by, zapped by the wizard's magic, and he can see magic in the world. So he's trying to basically bridge the gap between science and magic. I think... Personally, because we know that Black Adam, the, the Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam is being relegated at this point to probably closer to a cameo. So I'm assuming that it's either going to be a flashback to when Savara gets his powers, or at the end of this Stinger, movie, he shows up. he's going to be, you know, Savara is going to see the tomb of, of Tethamon and. It'd be pretty cool if, like, Luther showed up with Deathstroke. And like they, they recruit again, him. Yeah. Here, here are here's some tying <clears throat> together that can be done. Mm-hmm. Again, Black Adam, you make a he makes an excellent Superman level bad guy. Um, Since Doomsday's gone already, <sighs> I think a lot. I actually think a lot rides on this movie for DC. Even though Shazam seems like uh, like who the fuck cares? I think that's why. Right? They yeah. have an opportunity. To do, to pluck do, someone out of obscurity. What, no, yep. because yeah. because this movie people have less expectations than than they do for Batman or Superman, right? So they're gonna take the movie for what it is, um, and so they better make it great, right? Because yeah. that's their that's their opportunity to um, to do it with nobody's judgment on them, and like, and we'll see what happens. Well, and it came <laughs> out today, at least in, on my feed, that uh, uh, Ron Cephas Jones. Is gonna play the wizard. Um, Who's that? Uh, he's a kind of a skinny old black guy who was in Luke Cage. Um, God, I, it's okay. He's been in a lot of things. You would recognize him the second okay. you see him, and he's already they're already starting to get some flack from the old Captain Marvel readers because the wizard was very Merlin esque before, you know, white guy with a beard. But for the last like eight years, or well, New Fifty Two was two thousand eleven, so seven years it's been an old gnarly black guy (laughs) like there's a panel shot of Ron Cephas Jones and uh, of the wizard like their faces are in the same like you almost think that maybe the guy who was drawing the original goes I think this guy would probably play this guy in a movie because it's it's a perfect casting and the actor will do well playing that kind of old wizen you know wizened wizard fella okay um, but yeah, so he's going to play the wizard, uh, Zachary Levi's playing Shazam, I can't remember for the life of me the name of the kid that's playing Billy Batson as a child, we know that... Is it Jake, is it Jake Lloyd? No. <laughs> the kid's 12, man. <laughs> he comes uh, he, he can do it. <laughs> uh, we know that the foster home that Billy lives in, uh, several of his other 
like friends from the comics. Was it in was it in Metropolis? <laughs> when <laughs> Superman destroyed it? Or <laughs> Seth, Seth is losing his shit. It's not because then they were able to do. The Could movie. you imagine the opening is Superman fighting Zod? By this time, it'd be an alternate universe because they got to fix their problems. <laughs> so, in the comics, several of the other foster kids they have powers too. Uh, they they eventually get portions of power. Oh, and dude, like X Men? I read comics. Not like X Men, Brad. <laughs> not like X Men. Are you sure? Like Harry Potter. Yeah, more like Harry Potter, sure. Let's, it's like let's X-Men. Let's, like Harry Potter, let, X-Men. Let, yeah. Oh my god, I hate you people. <laughs> um, really, yeah, I think no, we I just think... want another X-Men movie. <laughs> no, 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 I think, I think that Shazam is shaping up five to be... five of them this year. <laughs> I think Shazam's shaping up to be a good movie, or at least seems like that on paper, anyway. I mean, it's got... They all seem good on paper. Shut <laughs> up! Uh, um... Then you go see Last Jedi. The uh, Aquaman movie in December. Is that December? It's December. Um, James Wan occasionally, about once every like thirty days, he'll post. A, he'll like just tweet out a random pick, and the last like five have all been from either the Trench or Throne of Atlantis. Okay. So I think he's the Trench. Is that what, is that the story they're going to go with? I, I, the the Trench. The Trench are like. Cthulhu esque old fish critters from below from below Atlantis. Do you have those by the way? That that storyline. Yeah. Oh, next time you're around, yeah, sure. only like four issues. Yeah. So uh, is that like two? Like, I've got like, two graphic novels. No, it's no, four it's like issues. One, it's one trade. Oh, so it's one trade. It's one it, trade. I've got both of those. I'll let you borrow. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd like to read those. Um, but with with the fact that we know Black Man is in it, he looks like a fucking badass. Um, and uh, Ocean Master's in it, and so all of these, it's almost like. I think that he's taking two very popular Aquaman stories and turning it into a movie, into one one single film. So I'm I'm excited. Uh, James Wan is awesome, and he do, he knows how to do jump out scare horror really well. I've heard they're already changing though the underwater, like how they talk how they and how it. they how they do things um, from Justice League to Aquaman because like mm. in uh, Justice League wasn't like a bubble. Yeah, Ma- Mara too. creates a a, a water bubble or an air bubble. Yeah, yeah. Because they changed that up, didn't they? I heard that they changed that up for Aquaman. Uh, well, yeah, because there's no reason for it. They're all aliens. Mara so doesn't do it in Justice League then because he's half human and Mara barely knows him. Okay. Yeah, because they're they they know she knows him by reputation only. He's as much surface dweller as as anyone else. Yeah, I like Jason Momoa, so I'm rooting for him, man. I hope Aquaman's good. Any more movie news? No, like I said, the, all of my casting stuff was from Shazam, and then you had the Paul Thomas Anderson thing. Okay. So one thing, uh, this kind of rocked. I, no one at the table is going to care at all about this, except it like rocked. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. So <laughs> Dragon Ball Super stopping. Yeah. Just in March, they've just come out and said that, or now there's like conflicting things, but like just out of nowhere, it's just, it's done. Their last fan has moved on to something better. Maybe, as I, get, as I said, no one's going to care at this table but mm-hmm. me. But it's really interesting because like right now, I think they're telling like a super interesting story and it's just like, oh, well, it's going to be done in March and that'll probably just wrap it all up and that'll be it. And it's just kind of, this is out of nowhere. So... I think that that's uh, interesting. I'm hoping that uh, they are the original reports, but they were going to go on hiatus for a while. But I don't know. Now uh, we're getting reports that it is going to be done in March. So interesting. Do you have anything? Mm -hmm. I had the Fantastic Four stuff, but we covered it. So 
Um, awesome. Let's uh, close out. Uh, closing thoughts. Where can Videoland find you and what you've been watching? Uh, Videoland can find me either on the Facebook page. Uh, I'm Brian C.P. Steele or on Twitter at Brian C.P. Steele. Um, I've been watching, well, the CW's back off of their holiday break. So this week is back to having some Arrow and Flash and the like. Uh, Black Lightning started this week. Um, and I, as I tweeted multiple times during the, the premiere episode, that I would love the city of Freeland, which is where Black Lightning takes place. I would love for it to be just a couple of hours, like, southwest of Star City. I think that'd be fantastic. I think that... Were you happy with the first episode? Oh, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um... They, they make a really cool comic, like, kind of throwback. You get to see an, the old Black Lightning suit. Like, one of the old, like, 70s style. Oh, oh, man, I'm glad he's not wearing that. But you get to see it for, like, two yeah, seconds. Cool. Because there's an old, like, security tape of when he was fighting before. And then now he's got this new fancy suit. You know, like, it's I, I, I dig it. Um, we get a, sli- a slight preview of, uh, uh, of Thunder, uh, his predecessor, or his uh, descendant. Uh, we get a little preview of that. So it's, I, I, again, I think that it would fit perfectly in the CW universe. And there is nothing like there is. Even, there's a mention where they talk about how vigilantes in other cities are treated like heroes, but you, you know, you get cast under the, you know, under the guise of a monster. So like they're 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 setting up. They're all they got to do is basically. I think the CW is waiting to see whether or not this does well before they go. All right, time for the time for the crossover and make it part of make it. All it just needs to be another town because it's not like it's a different time frame or anything else. Just and they've already mentioned that there are other vigilantes elsewhere, and there's nothing weird about people having superpowers. So I think it'd be fine, personally. So that's what you've been watching. Uh, to uh, watched Jumanji. Welcome to the Jungle. It's fucking amazing. It was really good. Amazing. It was really good. Hmm. Um, I I've I, heard good things about it. Ryan I, even said it was good as well. I lo- I love the original movie, and. This is a very honest sequel that has a twenty year break. Like like there's a there's a twenty year gap and I think they handled it perfectly. It's it's fantastic. And I suggest everyone seeing it, even if you don't have kids. Uh, and then today I watched a movie on Netflix, uh, uh, that I wrote it down. I wasn't it was one of those I'm just gonna throw it on in kind of background noise. It's called Face to Face. Um that the concept is it's a movie that is filmed 100% from the perspective of someone's webcam at some time. So it's either fr- like from someone's phone webcam or from the uh, a computer, and it's it starts off basically. It's it's a movie of two friends that haven't talked in a really long time, and it's their relationship as distant friends. Okay. And it's really good. Uh, I thought it was going to end up being just background noise, and it ended up take, keeping my attention enough that I, like, honestly wanted to see what was going on. And it's really deep. And if you've got, um, if you've got certain you know things that will set you off and make you very uncomfortable, uh, be warned. You know, it's about teenagers, so they deal with some shit. Seth Fisher, you can find me on the Facebook page. I'm uh, on Twitter, at Laird Geek, L-A-R-D-G-E-K, all in word. Uh, I watched Hateful Eight. Oh, man, I love... Twice. Tell everybody why I love this part, where you tell me what you've been yeah, watching. Yeah, because I just blow you out of left field. <laughs> Basically... I would never have guessed Hateful yeah, Eight tonight. I watched Hateful Eight twice. Why? I don't know. I was trying to figure out why people like it. 
I don't know. We have a lot of new listeners, so when Seth comes in... Seth, you mainly stick to, you know, like, what, comic books and... I don't know. I mean, I just watch You don't, watch, you don't watch Hateful Eight. I don't either. watch Quentin Tarantino. Exactly. He's a doucher. He, it's like... I, I, <laughs> my son's name's Quentin. I don't care. Hey, everybody we makes can, mistakes. Yeah. We can catch hands, Brad. I like... <laughs> I like uh, Tarantino's one of my boys, but... Um, you don't usually come in saying you're watching Tarantino movies no, and stuff like I that. Didn't, I didn't it care kinda for blows it us away. Either so. time. Okay. I didn't care for it. You know what I love thinking about with Hateful Eight? I want a, a comic book or something where somebody opens that door at the end of the movie and sees, sees that out. fucking mess, man. Like who do you think uh strolls along that uh that place, opens the door? I don't know. Bill Murray. Maybe. Someone. <laughs> Bill Murray, dude, with a huge fucking coat on, trying to get out of the cold, and he just sees... Imagine that All the pi- carnage. Imagine that picture. Someone hanging from the roof. A fucking Abraham Lincoln letter on the floor. Uh, people's, like, heads blown off, man. It's like, I would love to just see what that next story leads mm-hmm. to. So I watched that. I saw Jumanji. Uh, I'm re-watching the Marvel films. Uh, oh, uh, have, you, have you been following the calendar for that? There's, the, there's a calendar. Yeah, I'm okay. doing that. Um, where are we at now? Yeah, we're on week three. Week if three. you started in first week of January and you watch one a week, you'll when you wa- you watch all eighteen, the following week's Infinity War. So right now we'd have to watch four this week or three. No, the uh, we are at three. Where so I, I so watched how many weeks wasted would that be? <laughs> that is pretty. You, you have to watch Hulk, don't, don't you? What you gotta watch Hulk? Don't but that's the whole thing is that like I'm revisiting these and like trying because they have said that in Infinity War something from the Phase One is going to play a huge part in Infinity War. They all go to that donut shop in Iron Man too. We (laughs) talked about that. That maybe that might be it. Who knows? I hope it's Justin Hammer. Yeah, that's my hope. Is Um, that? uh, Oh, what's his what's his name? I can't think of it. Oh man, who played him? Um, Sam Rockwell. Yeah, Sam Rockwell. I'm hoping that he comes back. I want Ben fucking Kingsley to come back, man. That'd be cool. That's it. Yeah. I'm boring. Just Hateful Eight? Just Hateful Eight. I watched it twice. How about you? I'm Jeremy Clifford. I'm on the Facebook group as well. Twitter, JS Cliff O. Um, I've been in kind of an anime mood, so I... Uh, so you've been watching Dragon Ball Super? No, it's a shame. I uh, well, I was watching it in Japanese when it came out, like per week. Yeah. Um, but I haven't watched any English dub. This last episode or two episodes ago was animated by the best animation artist in the considered to be the best animation artist in the world, which pretty legit for an episode of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I'll let you talk. Well, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, the last part of that, just went up on Netflix, so I finished that out. Um, they put out their Netflix original Devilman Crybaby. That was dark as fuck. Um, so if you want to like have suicidal thoughts, go ahead and watch that. Um, and then I'm trying to keep get caught up on the potential Oscar stuff. So I yeah. I watched three billboards this week. Yeah, has I, anybody seen that movie? No. Have you, um, have you watched it? I no. have. I watched it this week. Okay. Because <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna do... <laughs> and. Is uh, it worth every award that it won? So the the story I d- didn't care for, but the performances were like phenomenal. So, okay. so it, you think it'll take uh, some awards for Oscars? Then? Yeah, I mean every everybody that was in it um, just did a, a great job. Um, Best actress. Yeah, I mean I don't think it mattered what the story was honestly because they just all went they they just all like did their characters like perfectly. Is um, Peter Dinklage in it too? He is. He's not a huge part. Yeah, but, I heard um, he killed it. That's what, what I thought. That 
he he's he's the probably the most famous character in the smallest role or actor in the smallest role, I guess. Would you like to that, have seen him more? Uh, we, it w- wasn't needed. The for role the story. with the least screen time might be uh, a better way of putting that. <laughs> perhaps. Yeah. Me- sure. <laughs> There's no small Words. actors, just small people. Right? <laughs> Small parts. <laughs> oh, that's how that goes. Yes. Okay. They're in a small. Well, anyway, they all do really well. He was really great in it. Sam Rockwell's really great in it. Woody Harrelson. Um, Frances McDonald. Is that what her name is? Uh, Frances yeah. McDormand. Uh, yeah. Okay. She was great. Then I watched Lady Bird. Um, Overrated. I get why people like it. Um, it was very eighties esque to me. Like you know how like Fast Times at Ridgemont High is just like okay, here's like two weeks of these people's lives. That's how Lady Bird was. So if you like that type of film where it's not like where there's less of a climax where you're just kind of like viewing these people for a period of time, um, then you'll like the movie. If you don't, then you'll be bored. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, The Shape of Water is next on the docket. Yeah, so. me too. I'm going to hopefully go see that Sunday, Shape of Water. Um, Shape of Water on Sunday, hopefully, and I'm also going to try to catch... Um, there's another Did big anybody one. see Disaster Artist? That's I'm waiting on it. It's not because I go to the Landmark um, over in Indianapolis, and they don't have it there or the Glendale, so it's not there either. So that's usually the two that I go to. They're not playing it, um, but they are playing Shape of Water, which I'm going to go see. And there's another it's big amazing. one. Is it? Um, I'm not a big uh, Galtero fan, though, so I'm curious where I'm going to stand on this one, but I think my favorite one's probably Pan's Labyrinth, so if it's closer to that than some of his other ones, I'm looking forward to it. Um, there's another big one, though, there that I really want to see, but I just watched The Post. I'm doing the same thing that you are. I'm trying to catch up on all the Oscar movies um, or some of the big ones, and then I watched... Uh, the, the Post was not... It's exactly what I thought it was going to be. Um, Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks, um, they're on auto drive, you know, like, yeah. yeah, they're doing Tom Hanks, Meryl Streep, you know. There's even moments where in the movie you can tell that they're acting and trying to, to up each other. And I was just like, uh, I don't know. I've seen them in better stuff. The story was interesting. Um, Spielberg's on auto drive. It felt like a Wikipedia movie. You know, oh, it's, really? one, it's one of those where you just, you know, you go uh, read Wikipedia and you pretty much got the movie. Bob Odenkirk's in it. I think he was completely underused. Yeah. I think, I think it would have been awesome if Bob Odenkirk was um, Tom Hanks role. You know, as the as the editor in chief of this of this paper, and then having Meryl Streep in it because Meryl Streep would have sold your movie anyway, probably, especially for an Oscar, you know, mm-hmm. uh, nominated film. So um, I think Bob Odenkirk would have just killed it as this uh, editor in chief. So I thought he was completely wasted. Um, other than that, man, I've been watching three Nicolas Cage movies: Face Off, The Rock, Con Air. You know, I won't spoil too much of that because I'm going into my verses this weekend, and uh, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Mom and Dad comes out. Actually, right now it's Friday. Oh, is yeah, it Friday yet? Yeah, is it midnight? Yeah. Mom no, and Dad. Uh, Mom and Dad hit streaming. Um, if you guys watch the trailer for Mom yeah, and Dad, yeah. looks fucking insane. I hope it's. Have you watched this? Is it's, that it's, the one with Cage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was like doing the hokey pokey and yeah. busting the shit out of a pool table. <laughs> it looks like you could. When's that come out? Tonight, it's on, on, on demand. Um, oh, streaming. Gotcha. So not Netflix or anything. Yeah. No. Um, other than that, man, I think that's all I've been watching. I want to, so a lot of things that I'm talking about is things that I want to watch. Um, Godzilla. I really want to see that right now. The Godzilla. came out yesterday, didn't it? Yeah, Godzilla, mm-hmm. Planet of Monsters, or whatever yeah. it's called. That that looks awesome. I really can't. Have you guys watched that? No? Not yet. It's in my queue. I'm wrapping up a cooking show, and then... <laughs> What? I like to cook. <laughs> Suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, other than that, man, that's what I've been watching. That's what I want to watch. Um, other than that, man, that's all I have. So you can find us on adventuresinvideoland.com. We're on Tumblr. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're all over the place. Until next time, my good people, you've been listening to Criticism in its finest hour. Peace out. Yeah.